Mighty Ape is Australia's entertainment and pop culture superstore. With everything from movies, music, games, toys, books, hobbies and more, Mighty Ape is your one-stop shop for the things that matter most. They constantly have hot deals and exclusive promos. And if you visit their website on the click-through banner on fakechef.net's homepage, then your purchase will help support Good Movie Monday. Mighty Ape, Australia's entertainment and pop culture superstore. Good morning. Good morning. that it is a good morning whether I want it or not. Please go away, let me speak for the love of God! Every year without fail, uh, people, I guess, they talk about Die Hard, don't they, as the unconventional Christmas movie. I think most of us on this show would agree that Gremlins is where it's at. Yeah, Without a doubt. Yeah. Absolutely. The Gremlins rag, that should be played in shopping centres all over the world. No? Yeah, yeah. While, you're, <laughs> while you're shopping for Christmas gifts <laughs> and you've got thoughts of, of Santa in your, uh, on your chimney. I never actually thought of uh, Gremlins as an unconventional. I thought it was a conventional Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what... Well, I mean, it, uh, it has ruined many childhood movies. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, nothing like the smell of decomposing Santa on Christmas morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to like, talk about um, unconventional Christmas movies soon, but first, let's just kick things off uh, with some context. First and foremost, thank you for clicking play on the show. You're listening to Good Movie Monday, the weekly podcast, presented by FakeShamp.net, home of the nerdy cinematic ramblings. My name is Glenn Cochran, and when it comes to Christmas presents, my presence is all you need. <laughs> with me, <laughs> as he is every single week, without fail, Ben Helwig, the guy whose presence makes children cry. How are you, mate? <laughs> So your intro is the excuse I've used to not buy anyone a Christmas present for the last 20 years. <laughs> My nieces are getting incredibly sick of it. And they're only like 7 and 11. Like they've got they've got years of non-presents to come. Years of disappointment. Adam. Yeah. Well, welcome to our end of year Christmas episode, which is our final show of the year. And if the atmosphere of this one sounds a bit different, that's because we've uh, stepped out of the office and into the kitchen living area. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd planned this really big all-in get-together where we had all of the Melbourne players from Good Movie Monday coming, sharing drinks and recording an epic final episode. But as it turns out, we're a party of four. So. <laughs> but fuck, I couldn't be happier to be joined by these incredible people. Joining Ben and I today is our old mate, Jared Garn, who's been contributing every single week to every episode since the show started, not to mention co-hosted the previous podcast for, what, seven years now? Yeah, it seemed... It was, yeah, it was, it was a good run. It was. It was a good stint. <laughs> How are you, mate? Good, can't complain. It's a festive season. I'm feeling festive. Good. <laughs> and one of our newest voices to the team, and a face if you watch our videos, is Samantha Housen, who's been popping in and out of episodes and videos for the past year. We love having her as a voice on Good Movie Monday. Hey, Sam. How are you? Good. You all ready for Christmas? I almost, I'm so close. I, I started uh, wrapping presents yesterday, but I still have some left. Have you bought them all though? Have you <laughs> yeah, done yeah, that yeah. part? Yeah. Okay. I, I was, I was a little worried because of like all those threats that Australia Post were. Oh yeah. Oh. You know, about yeah. like, oh, you, you won't get your presents if you don't buy them now. Yeah. Ben threw me then when you said I started wrapping my presents and Ben said, have you bought them all? I'm like, you want to bought presents <laughs> if you're wrapping <laughs> them. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I get out of paying for them. You get them to wrap them in the store. You do the gift wrapping first, 
And then you're like, no, I've totally paid for it. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for the boxing day. Like, so. Of course I have. Would I, be, would I be here for the wrapping if I hadn't paid for it? <laughs> <laughs> so here we are, the four of us, hanging out, sipping drinks, eating crap, lots of crap, and being merry. As for the rest of the team, they're not being left out because coming up shortly we'll be chatting with each and every one of them. Uh, so keep listening because Guillermo, Chloe, Adam, and the three guys from Bonehead Weekly will be dropping in to talk about their favourite films of the year and... For the first time ever, you're going to hear from that mysterious and ever-elusive Tia, who, um, who we thank on every show, but no, she's a mystery. Greetings from Tromaville. I'm Lloyd Kaufman, president of Troma Entertainment and creator of The Toxic Avenger. And I want to spend this, this special greetings, holiday greetings, to my good friends Glenn and Ben. We had a wonderful weekend together on Fire Island. Uh, I do have some uh, weird sores on my penis, but anyway, Christmas wishes, uh, uh, the, the, uh, the Good Movie Monday, Good Movie Monday podcast is uh, my favorite. The Toxic Avenger and I love looking at it. I love watching that. We learn so much from uh, your podcast, Ben and, uh, and Glenn. And uh, uh, December 18th, I can't wait because I have a feeling that may get uh, the Podcast of the Year award from the Academy. So thank you very much. And... Uh, uh, have a wonderful 2022. Ben, uh, you're the one responsible for those sores on Lloyd's penis. I can neither con- confirm nor deny <laughs> that allegation. Uh, <laughs> the lawyers have told me not to comment. Ben and Jarrett, you guys have just come off the back of Monster Fest, which wrapped up last week. You guys must be knackered. We have, we have, because then um, Grant had a whole week of work ahead of us. <laughs> so it was like, Monster Fest finished, we had a day off, and then literally we were working on the next big thing, which is the, the Mad Max documentary. Beyond the Wasteland. I Beyond the Wasteland. This. I've been working you, on it all week. Been creating kind of, assets for I'm it. on holidays now, so I've kind of put it at the back of my mind. I'm not going to think about it until January 10th. So you were doing that. I was seeing mm. all those email, all the emails come through yeah. about Beyond the Wasteland, and I'm sitting, I was just sitting there going, I've got to deliver all this shit to Shudder. Yes. I was thinking, God, I'm glad I'm <laughs> doing this <laughs> Mad Max Docker stuff because I'd be hate to be doing that Shudder stuff. <laughs> yeah. You guys put heaps of work into Monster Fest every year, but people don't know, not only during the event, but for the months and months leading up to it. So that was a really good event this year. Yeah, well, for every good film you see at Monster Fest, we've watched four or five films that weren't so great. So there's, <laughs> there's a lot of work that goes into it because then when a good film comes along, you're like, all right, let's do this. Yeah. You just prep yourself <laughs> and you're like, all right, okay, I'm ready. But that's, I find sometimes too the issue is like you watch the great film in March... Yes. And then by the time it's <laughs> ready to play at Monster Fest, you're like, yes. well, that's right, we're playing that. That's a bit old. Yes. You know, but it's not. <laughs> no, no, well, that's it. It hasn't been released. Well, worst case scenario, you have like a dream lineup of films, like films that you're like, this is amazing, it's great, and we, we pretty much sign it on in like March or April. Then by the time September, October comes around, the film has been brought forward and it's going to get released yeah. locally even. And we're like, oh, okay, so we just lost a big film. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, we have to find something else. Yeah, which is always tricky. Because, like, I mean, last year when we had Possessor, because we had to push the dates back for the festival, we'd actually opened it theatrically before the Melbourne dates fell. So that was our opening night film. And we were in a really tough position to find Mm. a a film to fill it. And we chose a French film, Meander, which was good. But it wasn't typically opening night material. Then Possessor still went on and won the Golden Monster, Mm. even though it didn't play Melbourne. (laughs) But a lot of people did go and see it whilst Monster Fest was on. Because you have those people that go, oh, we'll do a couple extra sessions. And 
Uh, there was a couple of films this year people were going to go and watch, like Titan. People were going to watch as an unofficial sort of monster film. Yeah, selection. because a lot of the stuff yeah. on your socials yeah. sort of leads them there. Well, that's it. That's it. You know, and when you've got like the the, the loyalists like Simondo, you know, he'll go and like crank extra films in. Yeah, you know? yeah. And you're just like, I don't know how that dude does it. <laughs> Lots no of idea. beer. He doesn't stop. He doesn't, drinking. Uh, no, no, he doesn't stop watching movies. He does stop drinking. I've seen it. <laughs> That's when he sleeps. It's a moment of clarity when he's like, Jesus, why did I stay for that entire time? <laughs> I, like it, I like it better when he, when he just runs out early. Like he, he brings uh, yeah. like the bottle of bourbon in and then yes. by two o'clock it's gone. How do I drink all yeah. that bourbon? Oh, and, well. But he sticks around and he's there yeah, and he sees uh, everything. He might have a snooze in one or two movies, but you know, for the most part. And Ben, you represented our show heavily this year because not only did you arrange and organise like a heap of interviews with the Monster Fest filmmakers, you also arranged for the show to be official media partners with the festival, and that's that's a huge deal. Yeah, I, uh, I'd like to take credit for that, but really all I did was uh, was uh, email Grant going, "Do you reckon I could put a slide in?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Uh, well. That's that's how much work it was. It was, just, did it was you just one a slide email. As well? No, I got Glenn to do oh, that. Okay. <laughs> And I put it in the pre-show, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he asked permission. <laughs> I, uh, that's what I. That's it's, it's, like, it's, it's like Resident Evil was our opening movie. The Welcome to Raccoon City. I emailed these guys and said, "What about this?" And then Ben did a legwork and got the movie right. The like within one. within forty eight hours. He did it real fast. Like <laughs> yeah. it was incredible fast. And I remember thinking when I was watching the movie because I didn't really love it. And I remember thinking, "Oh, I hope no one." Remembers I suggested this movie. <laughs> I, I hope they remember that Ben did all the legwork and Ben's idea. We come out of the movie and Grant's like, that was wild. What did you think? And I was like, oh, I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> that was really good of me. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, we've got lots of fun stuff coming up. Let's, let's begin with Tia. As I said earlier, Tia's the invisible member of the team. Until now, I met her early in the year on TikTok of all places. Like, she's a gamer and an avid Twitcher and I just sort of um, caught one of her videos Hang on, and by that you mean Twitch the... Uh, <laughs> you're not calling out her... Uh, Epilepsy her, or anything yeah. like that. I got a Twitch. I can't help it. Stop looking at me. She's, her Tourette's. You're calling out her Tourette's. <laughs> sh- shaming her for having Tourette's. <laughs> and then like through just private messages and, and we hit it off and became you know pretty clicky and she has since been responsible for about 60% of our social media stuff. So she's based in Sydney and Ben and I... Um, took some time out to chat with her recently. And I, I think, Ben, this is the first time you've ever had any communication with her. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything about her, except that, you, like everyone else, like you, just, you keep thanking her. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, Tia's... <laughs> thank you. Thank you, for Tia, for doing this work. And I was like, who does the quizzes? <laughs> the quizzes that I have to stop myself, I physically restrain myself from answering. So like, no, this quiz question is not for me. <laughs> Hey Tia, thanks for joining us. How are you? I'm great, thanks. Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, it's so good to finally, you know, have you as part of the show. I mean, I talk about you at the end of every episode, so it's about time. <laughs> and um, you've been helping us behind the scenes for like most of the year. So so far, you're a mystery to most. And this is um, this is a big hey, g'day, how the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> this this is where we are. <laughs> <laughs> what does that say? I can't see it. It says we're not here to fuck spiders. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest Australian saying that I was unaware of until two years ago. Oh my God, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much. Because I only discovered it last year. And I also think it's the greatest Australian saying ever, except I never fucking heard it before. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I heard it 
I heard it. I was do- shooting behind the scenes for Low Down Duty Criminals, a film that we released in New Zealand. It was a New Zealand production. And that's where I heard it. And the producer was like, you know, well, we're not here to fuck spiders. And I was like, what? <laughs> what, is that? what does that mean? And she's like, it's a saying. It's an Australian saying. And I, I, Jarrett knew exactly what she was talking about. Yeah. I was just, I was completely blown away. And I'm like, Oh, wow. you made me feel so much better because I thought <laughs> clearly it's not a New South Wales thing. Like it must be another <laughs> state kind of thing. But how did I not know this I all know. my life? Because and it's fantastic. You guys have the yeah. better spiders too. <laughs> yes, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I want to tell people that the one thing I love most about you is your potty mouth. Like, you know, you, you swear like a trooper. It's fantastic. Me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know it too. <laughs> You know what the greatest thing in the world is? My kids are 16 and 17 now, so I don't have to set this myself anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on, we were supposed to do what? (laughs) (laughs) So you have been helping us uh, with social media and all those kind of things, the trivia stuff, the reels, the this or that. Um, I'm wondering, has this sort of um, given you more of an interest in film, you know, over the year or are you just sort of, you know, just doing something for us for the sake of it? (laughs) I mean, like, I always love films, just in general, um, yeah. books and films. Particularly, I was an avid reader as a kid. Um, and now, think... after having listened to the show, you hate them. You never want to see <laughs> well, them ever again. I, I, I just... <laughs> but but um, it's definitely... there. Are, I, I mean, for someone who thought they liked... I watched a lot of movies as a kid. Like, I, I've learnt a hell of a lot um, in doing it, which has been fun, which has been loads of fun. <laughs> Said no one ever until now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How so, many times have I messaged you when you've like sent me like some information or a piece of trivia? Like, and, yeah. and I've just like, I like the other day, I was like, there was a never ending story three? <laughs> <laughs> I know, go figure. Yeah. <laughs> Glenn is the only person that's happy about that. <laughs> that's an awful movie. Every, everyone else, every, like, even in the production stage, are like, why are we doing this? That's right. This is the cash-in that just didn't need to happen. Falcor the meth dragon. Yeah. It's like the, yeah. It's like the CGI Jabba the Hutt from the uh, Star Wars reduxes. <laughs> Oh, so this is actually doubling as a Christmas episode. Um, are you a Christmas person? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I went through you that stage like I was. Obviously, a kid, as a kid, you're very Christmassy. And then um, after, not to make it too dark, sorry, but after <laughs> my mum passed and I was living alone, it became... Shit! If I have to take that shit out, I have to put it away myself. <laughs> but then, when I had kids, it because it's for kids. Christmas is for is for kids. Yes, big kids sometimes too. But I think more than anything, it's for kids. And well, not so, to, of course, not, not to get know. too sappy on you, but like for me, it's just it's the family thing. It's the one time mm. we can all be in the same place, and that's sort of what I value that about it. That sounds horrible, Glenn. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. For me, Christmas is about having two weeks off from work. That's what Christmas is about. <laughs> well, do you do you watch Christmas movies? I'm going to guess no. Me or Ben? No, you. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Me, A guest of honour. 100% <laughs> me, yes. <laughs> yes. Ben stocks up on Hallmark Christmas movies. I just watch Hallmark movies. Like you I don't watch to, them for Christmas. 
you have to watch them all again when you have kids. You there are so many movies oh, yeah. that you that you rewatch. Mm. But this okay. is going to lead into you asking me what my favorite. I'm going to take over here. <laughs> this yeah, is going to lead into, uh, into you asking me what my favorite Christmas movie is, yeah. and I'm I'm going to die hard myself. Okay, Ooh. because technically this is not a Christmas movie because it's not about Christmas, well, but it's on TV every single Christmas. Every Christmas. Sound is. of Music. It is a oh. Christmas movie. Oh, fuck. Oh. Oh. We, were, we were completely <laughs> going down the road. We thought you were talking Die Hard. Like, you I, I, actually I were like Die Hard. I'm going to Die Hard myself. Sound of Music. Okay, yeah. that's a red herring. Yeah, if ever right. I've seen one. Yeah. Bloody hell. Because it's yeah, not. I, it was always on, I think, Channel 7. Channel 7 or Channel 9. Play. It was always on. Funny thing Every is, I, I have never seen Sound of Music. Well, I hate oh, it. Oh <laughs> I've seen it enough times for 20 for of us. For all three of us, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my I've goodness. never seen it. I like the parody of the Favourite Things uh, songs <laughs> that, that come out, the, the filthy versions. Yeah. And, oh uh, you know, I always enjoy watching uh, the kids. They always have the kids, like the kids like uh, used to appear on Burt Newton every now and then where they're like, <laughs> Yeah, in their in their sixties, and they're like, "You're on Sound of Music," and you'll be like, "I have no point of reference for any of the questions Bert's asking," and even Bert doesn't give a shit anymore. Isn't only the youngest one the only one still alive now? Is that what it is? I think yeah. Because I, I think they're mostly yeah. dead. That's, that's right. Yeah. And like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory cast are going in the same direction. That's right. You know, they just get pulled out of the out of their little cages every what ten years. Yeah, they get wheeled out. Yeah. Grandpa <laughs> Grandpa George still looks the same because they stuffed him in Potter's Bluff. He's still. Uh... And they what just a filled him with fizzy lifting drink. And it's one of those things that I didn't realize until recently when I saw someone mention it on the internet. But like Uncle, like Grandpa George is a real piece of work. Like he's been slacking off in bed using his daughter as a slave for years when he was perfectly capable of getting out of bed and going to the toilet himself. That's right. Cleaning himself, everything. Like he's, I was like, no, I'll get out of bed to go to the chocolate factory, but... Uh, <laughs> That's right. All it takes is a golden ticket. Yeah. But here, please, please wipe my backside and uh, shovel my gruel. <laughs> so, what What about the sound of music is um, good? <laughs> Jesus, what a loaded question. <laughs> Sorry, the songs. It's just, a ch I guess it's just a childhood feeling because you watched it as a kid, and as, I think like the I, the singing and the music. I mean, who doesn't want their life to be? There you go. So you've, you've, pulled, you've pulled the nostalgia card, and I can give you that because that's what I always yeah. rely on. Why do you like that? Because I loved it as a child. child. Yeah. I look. I, I do regret not having seen it because I think it would have been. One, but and I, I do. I love the fact that it's a feel-good family movie with Nazis in it. <laughs> such a weird it's like Greece being a feel good family movie where it's all about sex yeah. and teenage pregnancy and then you know. do you know how much I love Greece as a kid and the amount of times that I watched it and the amount of shit that went over my head because until I sat down with my kids who were 12 and 13 at the time and I thought this will be really cool we're doing a thing and I sat there the whole movie going I know uh... and then think to yourself how many things you said as a kid that like are completely inappropriate yeah, like they, they used... but they they were just like you know yeah grease lighted and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like why they played did it I never notice why did they... I never notice when we used to go to school camp we used to go on the bus to school camp every year in primary school and they would put grease on for the bus ride on the bus TV and you're like this is 
wildly inappropriate. I'm going to get somebody pregnant this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, um, you know, and with that, you know, we're here for a, a good time, not a long time. But I um, just wanted to bring you in to introduce you to everybody and just properly thank you for putting in so many hours of work behind the scenes for us because it's really appreciated. Problem. I've enjoyed doing it. Thanks for letting me. Thanks for no. letting me mess with your social media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you are. You're definitely part of the fabric of Good Movie Monday now, so there's no escape. But um, have a Merry Christmas and all the best to you and the kids. Thanks. You guys too. How bloody awesome is that woman? She's such a great mate and um, salt of the earth. But um, I have one more little bit of that conversation that didn't make it to the to the grab there that I want to play. Um, and this will lead us into a whole new conversation. Let's have a listen. Well, it's along those lines of, you know, The Princess Bride is a comedy. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you, you edited the part where I actually put a clip of them say the, the trailer. I something. commented on the YouTube. Right. YouTube. I was messaging you. I'm like, who does think this is a comedy? <laughs> Roger Ebert says it's the funniest film of the year. Yeah. <laughs> it's clearly a parody. Really? Yeah. No? But uh, who am I to talk? I didn't realise how dirty Grease was until I was like in my 40s. Like, come on. <laughs> what an idiot. So you might remember that whole debate on whether or not The Princess Bride is a comedy. Yes. And Chloe doesn't seem to think it is, or is yet to be convinced. Inconceivable. <laughs> but, but she was convinced it was a fantasy film. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Which Com I agreed with her. What about the comedy element of no, it? it's got comedy in it, but it's definitely a fantasy. Oh, so I agreed. I was totally with her on it. I was totally with her, and I'm like, wow. why is everyone voting against like, <laughs> At the heart, it's a fantasy with comedy you have no and idea. Romance. You have no idea what you've just done. <laughs> I've ruined the grab. <laughs> so, it's between whether comedy or fantasy is the dominant genre. Yeah. That, you, do you think that's, that's what, how it is? That's what this whole argument is all about. No, it's just. I like, just look. It, it is a like it, like it's definitely a comedy. Like it's a like yes, it's a fantasy. It's yeah. a romance. It's an action movie, but it's also a comedy. It's a spoof. It's like parody. I, I wouldn't. It's all, yeah. Almost. Yeah. Well, when, I wouldn't is say it a spoof, it's. Though? I think it's a spoof. Well, when you when you play the trailers from the era from yeah. from that year, it's like you know, funniest film of the year, number one comedy of the year. Yeah, like yeah. they really push the comedy. Yeah, yeah, and Billy Crystal, Peter mm. Cook. Oh yeah, you know, like, I still think it. I feel personally, I feel like it's a fantasy with all the genres: <laughs> comedy, romance, but action. But isn't fantasy made up of a lot of genres? Yeah, totally. Well, I think that's because I always think they're just a setting, right? It's like science fiction. Like yeah. it's it's actually it's a setting rather than a genre. Per se, like but I know it is. Like now, people like they like to have <laughs> sci-fi as a genre, but you're like, well, it's like a historical. Like mm. you can, ha it can be an action movie or it can be a romance, just by the fact that it's set the in the past or the future yeah. or yeah. whatever. Yeah. You know, I think this is a. I think Chloe will be very happy with the way we tie off this debate and bring, <laughs> yeah. bring it yeah. to a close. Um, so she has you to thank for that, Jared. Uh, pleasure, <laughs> pleasure. <laughs> We've given her a lot of shit for this, um, and she's taken it like a trooper. But she raised a very interesting. Um, possibility and a new debate about The Princess Bride. Is it a Christmas movie? It oh. takes place at Christmas. Mm. It, come, it, it opens with the bedroom. Peter Falk comes in with a Christmas present. Mm. If you look in the background, there's Christmas trees, there's Christmas decorations in the street. I think we've gotten to the point now where if it's set during Christmas, it's a Christmas movie. Simple as that. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. That's, that's Christmas it. adjacent. 
Yeah. Like I'm okay. I'm okay with it if it's a Thanksgiving movie. Oh, it was a Christmas movie. I'm yeah. fine with it. Like if it happens yeah, in yeah, yeah. yeah January, February. Yep. Close enough. <laughs> like Dawn of the Dead. There's Christmas posters in the film. We don't know at what point month it's occurring, but I consider it still Christmas because if the posters are up, they never really got to celebrate Christmas. So it's like being in yeah. lockdown. If you turn 40 in lockdown, you're 40 forever until <laughs> you're not in lockdown, you can have yeah. a birthday. So I'm 40, a- and it's always Christmas in Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Well, I always feel like like we, we're in a bit of a different position than the Americans Yeah. in that because we don't really have Thanksgiving. We don't have Thanksgiving. So for We've like got a- Melbourne Cup. We do have Melbourne <laughs> Cup, but Melbourne Cup is not a is not a public holiday no, uh, celebrated celebrated Melbourne. by yeah. com- consumerism. Nor do we so have a, nor do we have a Christmas, Christmas atmosphere. Alcoholism yeah. and compulsive gambling. And compulsive gambling. Yeah. But what I what I mean by that is like the minute Halloween is over, yep. you step into a Coles or a, a Chadston shopping yeah. centre. It's Christmas stuff is up. Absolutely. The Christmas carols are playing. Yep. Like yep. They're gearing you up to spend on and Christmas. We don't even have that Thanksgiving break like no, the Americans no, do. There's no buffer. So for us, it's like a Three month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we yeah. don't Christmas have that whole. Yeah. We don't have that whole winter thing either. Like Santa yeah. still dresses in winter clothes in Australia. Like yeah. Yeah. that always Sweaty confuses mongrel. me. Yeah, I always feel like he's like the uh, he's like the person version of like a like a Malamute in, in Australia. <laughs> yes, You're like yes, these yes. dogs or a Saint Bernard. Like yes. these dogs just suffer here. It's true. <laughs> or, or like my friend Dove, who's from the country, <laughs> will wear shorts all through winter. I don't feel yeah. the cold. <laughs> Santa doesn't feel the heat, but yeah. that sack must be sweaty. <laughs> so I guess that's not a debate at all. Like that's mm. settled that it is a Christmas movie too, if we want it to be. Yep. Actually that's what you should leave the, the Australian oh, tradition, the Australian tradition, like rather than cookies and uh, hot chocolate, you should leave like some antifungal cream. Yes, and a fresh <laughs> pair of undies. <laughs> Tub of Vaseline. Yeah. <laughs> 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 don't forget to leave the talcum powder out for Santa. <laughs> I don't want him to get the wrong idea, though. It's not that kind of house. Yeah. But, you know, there's no chafe in this house, Sam. There's no chafe in this house. <laughs> okay, so then what about unconventional Christmas movies? Uh, let, let us talk about those. So, aside from Die Hard, which everyone talks about, mm. Gremlins, which we mentioned, what are some unconventional Christmas movies? Let me reel off a few. And then I'll let you guys uh, have your say. So Eyes Wide Shut. That's yes, uh, yes. Really weird Christmas movie. Totally. <laughs> I mean, it's similar to all your Christmases, Ben. Yeah. 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 Um, it's large gatherings. I was going to say, well, it's usually just I'm the only one who turns up. I sent out the invites. I'm like that guy in Party Down who, like Thomas Thomas Lennon in Party yeah, Down, yeah, who's yeah. like, why do you come to a party where there's a fuck room and then get upset when people want to fuck in it? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> And speaking of fuck rooms, like every single year without fail, <laughs> Children of Men keeps claw- crawling up that ladder wow, of our yeah, Christmas right. movies because it's like a, it's a retelling of the Nativity Story. I didn't realise that. Yeah. Wow. That gives me some perspective on it. I don't, I don't, yeah. When was the frankincense? Uh, when did the frankincense and myrrh come into Children of Men? <laughs> well, I, think, I, don't, I don't think the debate's been settled on that one. Okay. Um, then you've got Brazil and <clears throat> Dead Bang. <laughs> <laughs> Dead Bang's a Christmas movie, Sam. Should I Google it? Oh, no. oh hang on. What? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. After just talking about these large gatherings of people in Eyes Wide Shut, and then you come up with a film called Dead Bang. <laughs> <laughs> it's a showstopper. It's the same thing. It's, just, it's, exa- it's a remake of Eyes Wide Shut set in a morgue. <laughs> <laughs> that's more like your Christmas. Yeah, that's <laughs> so what about you guys? Um, Jarrett, we'll start with you. What, what's one or two sort of unconventional Christmas movies that you like? Well, we've been doing this podcast for, not this particular podcast, 
podcast. We've been doing podcasts for quite a while, so I didn't want to repeat myself, and I thought I'd come up with something I actually only watched in the last year or so. Yep. It's The Silent Partner, a Canadian oh. film from 1978, directed by Daryl Duke, with Elliot Gould, Christopher Plummer, and Susanna York. And it basically starts off, the premise is that Elliot Gould's a bank teller, and he sees a, a person in a Santa Claus, uh, Santa Claus bloody suit casing the bank and working out like you know and he, he reads into it realizes what it is but then he kind of turns it on its own and basically steals the money and so christopher Plummer santa only leaves with a you know a little bit of money and then it turns into this cat and mouse between both of them that results very badly for susanna york really badly yeah. in fact like it gets dark but yeah i only saw this in the last year and it's like it's great it's i've seen it such yeah. a great christmas movie <clears throat> yeah. like you know it's up there with cobra for me as one of those anti-christmas movies <laughs> but i bloody love it and like, a great poster Terrific post. I think this is going to become like an annual tradition watching this movie. And I remember Ben and Grant in our office talking about it at some point. Well, so, see, I haven't seen it. Oh, but Grant, it was Grant was the one like yes. talking about how much he loved he it. He went on about it. And I was like, I can't believe it. Because it's such a Never nasty, heard. nasty As soon as he said yeah. it, I'm like, is it that the movie with the greyhounds in it? And he's like, no, that's Silent Partner. And I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and so as soon as he'd mentioned it, and then it got announced with Blu-ray, I was like, well, this is a blind buy affair was one yeah and Danny and I watched it and man it's dark but it's brilliant and it's Elliot Gould you know how he really kind of became a bit more comic relief as the years went on I mean and more flamboyance yeah that, that like that yeah. stage he was such a character actor yeah and brilliant in it like really good like he's sort of borderline kind of autistic in it in a way because he's really You're about right. numbers and like strategic sort of plans and not so much a criminal as he is just obsessed with the idea of committing this perfect crime because is it a British and it's a can- Canadian, Canadian. Canadian film. Because Christopher Plummer's English, right? So yes. is Susanna York, right? Yes, she is. Yeah, I know. So it's he's hard. the only American yeah, like, of, the, of the lead. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, John Candy's role. in it too. John Candy oh, turns wow. up. It's one of like his first movie appearances. He plays the, this sort of jovial big guy in it, but he isn't really the comic relief or anything. Yeah. Um, and that was a surprise because I had no idea he was going to be in it. And I saw him pop up and I'm like, oh my God, of course. It's a Canadian film. Of course yeah. John Candy would Did that be in it. <laughs> Does that come before or after that poker film he made with Eugene Levy back in the day? Armed, armed and dangerous. No, <laughs> no that was the, the chaps. That no, was like not long after, yeah. not long after Spinal Tap, he made uh, like a poker movie with Eugene uh, Levy, and it's really yes. good. It's really, it's a very Christopher Guest kind of thing. Oh, hang yeah, on, right. yeah, I do. Poker Kings, I think, is something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the music of Chance is my favorite poker movie oh, of all I love time. That movie. <laughs> ben introduced me to that movie. I picked it up for two dollars at a second end DVD store. It's perfe- never perfectly back. priced. <laughs> Just yes. uh, not enough poker movies in this world. No, no. but it's not not Christmas themed. Unfortunately. No, well, maybe no. he does celebrate Christmas. He I mean, is the, there for a very yeah, long time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, James Spader. Awesome. Well, what about you, Sam? Have you got a, an unconventional Christmas movie you like to watch? Well, I was looking up because I go- I watch the same movies every year, and so I don't really look for anything kind of outside of that because I've only, you've only got so much time to watch all the Christmas movies. And so I always watch Jingle All the Way. Oh, always yes. watch Terrible Man. Alone. You're my number one customer. <laughs> and so I always watch these same ones, but I did write down some. Um, Jingle All the Way 2? No, I haven't they watched that. They did make a sequel, didn't they? Larry the so Cable Guy. Oh, God, help us. No wonder I haven't watched it. <laughs> and Sinbad. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, what else is he doing? <laughs> Wait, isn't that the movie that everyone says? Oh, Shazam. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, no, I was, about to, I was thinking that. <laughs> which, which did become a movie, didn't it? Yeah, it did, yeah. <laughs> um, I had, um, I found Nice Guys. Yeah. And Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Because Shane Black yeah. always makes yes. his movies Christmassy. Yeah. Of course, Lethal yeah. Weapon. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, yes. and I got Luke um, the And not only that, Iron Man 3 is Christmas. Yes, mm. Iron Man 3. Yeah. Yes, yeah. just not the Predator. He should have made the Predator at Christmas. It but don't you love that? That's his trademark. Yeah, like, that's yeah. his. So good. Yeah. Well, what's the Predator so at Christmas? He does. The kid gets the gift. Like the kid, yeah. Does like all of the houses and birthday. stuff when they're in the. He, no, I think that is what he puts into all of yeah. his, his films is something Christmassy. Beautiful. The, the Predator, one. the, oh, the, the last one they did. Last one. Yeah, yeah. Before the new one that's coming. Yes. Which yeah. is not even got Predator in the title. It's like no. Hunting Ground or something Yeah, something like that. Something. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, right. back to you. Yeah, you <laughs> basically said all of them except for I've got um, Trading Places. Oh, yes. yes. What a classic. classic. Of course. And that's oh. always... It's always been funny with that one because it's not actually really Christmassy. Like, the, no, except no. for when he rocks except up. Except yeah. I was going to say at the end, yeah. Yeah. the whole, yeah. the, the whole end. end. Is that new? Is it New Year's or is it Christmas? With, I'm pretty sure that Jim Belushi is dressed up as Santa Claus in yeah, that. Yeah. Dan Aykroyd yeah. dons the, uh, and the he's, suit yeah, at one in the point. Suit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. that's that's how he's no. trying to make. Isn't that how he's trying to make money? <laughs> he's like working as a drunk. He's like a drunk yeah, Santa yeah. on the street corner yeah. of yeah. Wall Street. But it always pops up in lists of you know those yeah. You know, yeah. Christmas movies you didn't know were Christmas movies lists. Judery watched that for sure. Yeah. Absolutely, and Ben. Uh, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> well, this look. I just I actually watched. I tried to watch yeah, a movie that I hadn't seen before, and I watched one that came out this year, and I was talking about it with uh, Simon. With oh, Simondo, yep, yep. <laughs> and it just—is it pups alone? The, I know. I wish there's a, there was actually there was a couple bone alone. There was bone a couple, the other one. Uh, be bone alone. And there's for some reason a lot of them. I don't know why is my throat messing up. Oh, it's because I'm on airplane mode now, so I can't bring up the <laughs> who directed it. And uh, I don't know how you did it. Like you put it you in know, notes. People people don't know, but Jarrett just reeled off all that shit. Off the top of his head, no <laughs> yeah, notes. Yeah, no, weird, huh? yeah, the only thing he mispronounced was Santa Claus. Yeah, like, yes, like of all the things. It's true. <laughs> Unfortunately, he doesn't come up regularly no, enough. You, you were talking about that German Santa Claus. Oh yes, yeah. Klaus. Yeah. Santa Claus Kinski. Uh, this one is from so for, it's from um, 2021, and I actually I mistakenly found it because I was actually looking for. I heard that the guy who made Dead Snow had made a new one. And I wanted to check that out. He has and Netflix, but yeah. I don't think it's Christmas themed. No, it's not at all. <laughs> the trip. But, <laughs> yeah. but I thought it was like at first. I thought it was like a continuation. Mm. Oh, yeah. And I found this movie called Red Snow, and I was like, "Well, that must be it." But then it, it has. It is not. This <laughs> <laughs> one. It's. it's how, uh, how, long, how long into the movie did you realize that? I was like all the way through. You know, you're <laughs> when, they, when like, the credits came I'm up. I'm in deep. I'm gonna do it. I was it. like, yeah. This you is know, you're it. in trouble when it turns goes from yellow snow to red snow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've had a really good time over Christmas. <laughs> uh, this movie is it's directed by Sean Nicholas Lynch. It is fucking weird. The only cast member in it that I've heard of is is, is Australia's own Vernon Wells, who gives a totally unhinged uh, performance. And at some point, I do want you to play a clip during this uh, review, and I'll I'll give you the tear it up, tear it up. I'll tear it up. All right. It is like he has this <laughs> weird thing because the whole movie is basically this woman uh, who. And as you go, as the movie goes through, you find out she's like a, she writes erotic vampire fiction, okay. like she's like a Stephanie yeah. Meyer type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she's in her like her family cabin at Christmas time, trying to work on the latest draft or whatever. And at the same time, there happen to be actual vampires in the area, oh. are killing what a coincidence. People. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so she has to, and then. It's, it really doesn't really make any sense, but somehow one of the vampires ends up, like, he can actually transform into a bat and ends up, like, wounded and 
locked in her ga- garage. But there's and he's, because he's been wounded, he can't. Is that a comedy? Or? It's not, okay. but it, it's it's very it's very yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah. But he's locked in the garage, and he's weak because he's been wounded. And she only gives him animal blood, ah. so he never really he doesn't really regain his strength. But then his other two vampire buddies are kind of chasing him, and Vernon Wells is like the Van Helsing type character who right. works for this organization dedicated to hunting them down. But he's actually. A, even though he's supposed to be the good guy, he's actually quite quite sadistic with the vampires. And she is just like she just wants to get notes on her book about ah, how okay. realistic yeah, 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 yeah. Her, her fiction is. And like it's just it's, Does it's, she it's, does she bone the vampire? She Is that a spoiler? No, she does end up <laughs> sleeping with him, but she they don't I don't think they actually have sex. But it, ah, like there's okay. like he ends up <laughs> they spoon. Because yeah, he's naked quite a lot. Okay. He's he's naked, <laughs> and then he ends up giving her his her mother's her mother's clothes because that's the only clothes she has around. Oh, because so <laughs> he was he transformed into a bat when he was injured, uh, and that's how she that's kind of why he's naked. And then when he transforms back yeah. into a human, he's wounded. But how disappointing! Naked. She fell in love with a bat, and she gets a man. Like, a man yeah. dressed <laughs> in her mother's clothing. Yeah. There's, yeah. <laughs> there's no love. There's no romance in right. in it. Okay. Funnily enough, like yeah. you think that's where it's going. Yeah, it is not, and the ending is quite. <laughs> Quite alarming, but it's yeah. such a such a bizarre well, movie, and it's obviously like incredibly low budget, but it it was it was quite enjoyable. Like it's like I was texting Simon all the way through it, going, "This movie is." And Vernon Wells is it's the performance of his career, like, <laughs> or at least not since uh, my boyfriend boyfriend from hell. Oh, like has it been with Cheech Marin? Yeah, <laughs> has he given like a, a you know? And he's like clearly. He was there for the day. <laughs> like, yeah, he worked for a, his money was in a paper bag, and he left at the end of the day. That's, yeah. that's all it was. But it is it is, it is great. So you, you have a, a little thing there you want to tee up. Well, this is the scene. This is the kind of the introductory uh, scene of Vernon Wells when you find out like he's he's knocked in on the door and he's he's like he's pretending to be a private detective who's looking for uh, some missing people, and it turns out the missing people are the vampires. Right. But he hasn't let on. Like at this point, the idea of vampires is still a bit ridiculous. Of course. And she's not supposed to know. Right. Yeah. Right. That there are vampires, and so he's trying to feel her out. But it, he gives this great, like, <laughs> monologue <laughs> about it. Let's do it. Let's do it. It is. It is hilarious. Is there anyone else staying here with you apart from your cat? No, just me and Buster. Do you like vampires, Miss Romo? What? Vampires. You know, Dracula, Nosferatu, Twilight. Mm, no, not really. Why? Oh, I don't know. I just noticed that you have a vampire book on the uh, coffee table and uh, vampire ornaments on your tree. I just figured maybe you like vampires. Why not? Lots of people do. I mean, they think they're, oh, they're really cool. And they're so sexy, <laughs> but they're not. You know, I've seen a gang of babs rip a man's head off, then kick it round in a circle like that hacky sack, just for fun. But vampires aren't real. Oh, yes, they are. And you know they are. Don't you miss Romo? 
<laughs> I had you there, didn't I? I had you there. Yeah. <laughs> that was just a joke. I'm just playing with you. Ah, <laughs> uh, dear. I guess I should go. Hey, Chloe, have you heard of that TV show, Party of Five? Yes. Yeah, well, this, this ended up being a party of four. <laughs> this uh, little Christmas shindig of ours. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks Sorry. to, you know, party poopers like yourself, Adam, you know. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I know, I'm a terrible person. I'm working on it. And, the, um... worst, the worst one was Gamma, who couldn't be bothered flying down from Sydney. Rude. That's <laughs> just rude. Cheap and lazy. Honestly. <laughs> you know, I'm going to tell my kids next year, Wipe your own ass, okay? I got it. I got to go. Yeah. Okay? On that note, thanks for joining us. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> I mean, I have to wipe Ben's ass when he's on the show, so, you know, I get it. You got to well, learn, you, Ben. You got to learn. You, you feed me cheese, Glenn, and you know what happens. <laughs> I've only got to assume that you like it. <laughs> you do it on purpose. That's right. I bring out the platter. Yeah. <laughs> hey, do you want some Max with melted cheese in the bottom? Oh shit! Well, we want to. Um, we've got you here, Chloe. We want to. We want to talk about um, favorite movies of the year. Have you? Have you had any standout movies, or is there a favorite? Um. Yeah, you're probably not going to like it though, because <laughs> the reason it's my favorite of the year is because it's the only one I saw at the movies. So <laughs> it it stood out to me because it was the movies, and I loved it. And it I know what it is already. Better. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> and um. Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds. So it had everything a girl could want, you know, Ryan Reynolds, some more Ryan Reynolds. Buff Ryan Reynolds. Buff Ryan Reynolds. Like buff and stupid Ryan Reynolds, even better. It was <laughs> it was so funny. I thought it was a great concept. I thought it was well executed and I loved it. I guess there's no expectations to be had when we've had like a whole year of lockdown and we finally get out to watch a movie. Whatever that movie is, that's my favourite. Well, I mean, I think that's why it was my favourite as well. And there was a little bit of irony there that it's called Free Guy and it was also streaming for free on Disney and I didn't realise, so I went and paid to watch it. So um, that was a little bit of uh, irony there, but I'm glad I, I'm glad I did. Excellent. And have you uh, got any Christmas viewing lined up um, for the kids? For the kids, yeah, absolutely. Um, my oldest has been begging me to watch The Grinch, so we're going to do that this weekend. I'm going to grab some popcorn and it's going to be a nice little nice little weekend viewing. And then you'll have the rest of the week while they have nightmares. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if it scares the lore of uh, Santa into them, then I'm fine with that. <laughs> because, oh, my... uh, oh, save me. They're killing me this year. My niece and nephew were absolutely terrified of the live action Grinch. And so it was the Jim always Jerry one. Yeah, so it's always like let's watch the animated one, you know. But now finally this year they're back onto the live action, so that's good. Well, that's the one he's been begging me to watch and you know, I couldn't care less at this point if it's too scary for them. Like <laughs> This is what you're going to turn out to be if you don't be good. <laughs> that's true. Yep. Yes, uh, all they needs a little dog called Max. Yep, and I get to enjoy Jim Carrey. So, I mean, it's it's a win-win for everyone. Yeah, he's pretty pretty awesome in that one. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, um, thank you for all the work you've put into the show this year. It's been a mammoth year, and you you are the newest member to the team, and it's been a pleasure having you on board, and um, you do deliver week after week. 
Thanks for having me. It's been a learning curve. It's been fun. I've um, done a lot of stuff that I've never done before. So that's pretty exciting. And you keep me on my toes. So loving it. Awesome. Well, um, maybe next year we can uh, have you in the live environment for a Christmas party. But um, nevertheless, you'll be back on board for 2022 and we can't wait. I would hope so I could be there. But, you know, we've got a whole 12 months to work on that. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, and then and then we can talk about that um, serious science fiction movie Spaceballs. That's clearly not a comedy. <laughs> oh, oh, throwing shade, throwing shade. Spaceballs is a comedy. What? what? Yeah, that, what? it's a Princess Bride reference. Oh, you and me. You and me. Wait until you hear Tia's segment. Oh, Lord. <laughs> That's, I, well, think, I think you you've actually won the most the the biggest controversy of 2021. Like Delta Delta variant did not have the impact. That Princess Bride is not I'm a comedy. I'm Omicron, bitch. All right. <laughs> well, have a great Christmas um, to you and your family. You too. Merry Christmas, fellas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. How much fun it's gonna be together This Christmas The fireside's blazing bright We're caroling through the night And this Christmas Will be A very special Christmas For me and cards are here my world is filled with cheer and you this Christmas and as I look around your eyes outshine the town they do this Christmas fireside blazing bright we're caroling through the night
So that was a song, This Christmas, by Donna Hathaway from another unconventional Christmas movie, Friday After Next. And there was a period of time where that was like a staple for me every year, like just for maybe five years in a row. I love it. But we did ask Chloe before that um, her favourite film of the year. So we may as well talk about our own number one movies. But I wanted to add, uh, since we Ben and I talked to Chloe, she has updated that because <laughs> she only oh. really seen one movie this year at the <laughs> cinema. Um, wow. But she's since watched that Sandra Bullock Unforgivable, I think it's uh, called. Yeah, and fun. that kind of just nudges Free Guy out of the way. Oh, so, yeah, Free Guy's a classic. Yeah, I so let's talk about our favourite films of the year. It's been a pretty fucking weird year, don't you reckon? Yeah. Um, chances are... What, what do you think the chances are that we saw our favourites at the cinema? <laughs> mm, yeah, oh, I, I did. did. <laughs> oh, you did? Oh, well, my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> well, while you're talking, you may as well keep going. What was yours? Well, it was almost Good Guys. Uh, was it? Not Good Guys. Free guy. Free guy. Free guy. It was almost free guy. <laughs> the one we mentioned. Oh, I really, <laughs> yeah. I actually really liked free guy. And what I found interesting was I just assumed, like I, I caught up with it on 4K because the cinemas were closed, obviously. So, and you know, people downloading it went to Disney Plus, whatever. I was like, nah, I'm buying the 4K. I'm going to watch it the best way I can. Danny and I watched it. We loved it. And then I just assumed everyone loved the movie because it did really well at box office. And I swear I spoke to like five people that were like, mm, didn't think much of that. Yeah. And I, my mind was blown because I kept saying to Danny, no wonder this film's popular. Like it just <laughs> delivers. It's so good. And then it ends and I'm like, oh my God, this movie is so good. I haven't had that much fun with the movie for so long. You really are on Team Chloe today. Oh yeah, I really yeah. I, But I loved it, loved it, loved it. Could go back and re-watch it almost instantly, but I won't because I've got plenty of other things to watch. Did, you think, did you think it existed in the same universe as Ready Player One? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Like it's in that. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I loved Ready Player One. I love the Truman Show. I love a lot of the, you know, the films that it's compared to that, you know, clearly was inspired by. But it's not my favourite film. My favourite film I did actually get to see in a cinema, and the last time I sat down at the desk with you two gentlemen, we talked about it because we'd all just seen it. And so it kind of felt weird coming back and talking about it again. But it's Guy Ritchie's Wrath of Man. Wow. Yeah, wow. I mean, admittedly, I still haven't seen some of the key films of 2021. I haven't seen the new Wes Anderson, but I kind of know that's not going to be. Yeah, yeah. I haven't yeah. seen Licorice Pizza. I can't wait to see it. I love yep. P.T. Anderson. I've got a feeling it probably will be my favourite film. But for me, it's Wrath of Man. I love this film because the last Guy Ritchie film was The Gentleman, which I thought was was the best crime caper he had done. It was, you know, it didn't have all that flashy, over-the-top style. I Snatch agree completely. I went back and watched Snatch. I hadn't seen it for 20-odd years, and I really enjoyed it because people have stopped quoting it. I'm not seeing it on TV all the time. And people The Gentleman was like the... the 
the closing piece of that trilogy. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's a perfect wrap to it. But what I liked about Wrath of Man is, like, he's actually done a film that's set in the US. Yes, he's taken, you know, Jason Statham. But Jason Statham playing against type, too. Like, yeah. a very sort of man of few words, a very driven man, a man that's not reliant on this cocky one-liners or any or, or just being cockney. Yeah. Um, I just love the slow burn feel of it, the cinematography, the score, the atmosphere. The intensity, just yeah. intense. Scott Eastwood in a role like I'd never seen him as like a really menacing like villain, like really hardened villain. And it just delivered for me. Like after The Gentleman, I was kind of expecting another like comical crime caper. And then we sat down and within the first 10 minutes, I was just, yeah. gripped. And it was really fucking loud. So loud. But it was like heat Did, when, yeah. you know, you have these great periods of silence and when it gets loud, it gets loud yeah. and it, and it reminded me of that, the opening of um, Dark Knight. You know, the, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, 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 the bank heist scene. Yeah. No, terrific. The only thing that broke my heart about this movie is that when it came to physical media, it hasn't got a 4K release <laughs> anywhere in the bloody world. <laughs> yeah, right. And it had an amazing Dolby Atmos track that we all heard and felt in that cinema, and it is not on any of the Blu-rays even. I think it's got just got released maybe in Germany or France on 4K with the Dolby Atmos. I'm going to have to import it. But yeah, and I just, it was one of those films that kind of came and went, much like The Gentleman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Some people saw well, it, some people talked about it, no one seemed to really love yeah, it. I was I mean, really we upset about it. that because I loved that movie so much, but oh, no so one was good. talking about it. I'm just like, come on, like, yeah. you've got to watch this totally. because it was after King Arthur. Yes, And yeah. no one liked that movie. No, and I'm no, like, true. Except oh, me. this is so <laughs> I, did. I, did. I did too. And no one liked Aladdin, but this guy yeah. liked I Aladdin. Did. Yeah. I did. I'm surprised at how much I liked it. shit how much I liked it. But I was like, He's Guy Ritchie doing a, a live-action animated movie. God help But us. he made it Guy Ritchie. And it was really good. Yeah. Yeah. I really yeah. liked it. Well, this is, this is how we'll find out whether or not Frank Darth listens to the show. True. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Wrath of Man for me. Excellent. And Guy Ritchie has his new one coming out he too. Like, he's really banging them. soon. It's like banging January. Them out. Minimal advertising again for this movie. Which, And I think they did a title change like within a few months just due before its release, which is always kind of a bit weird. But... Considering how fast Wrath of Man came after The Gentleman, yeah. I'm really optimistic this next one could be another opus for this well, guy. Well, let's wait and see. But uh, Sam, be ready because you're up to the mic next in a few minutes' time. Let's catch up with Guillermo first, find out what his uh, number one film on the 2021 mantle is going to be. Hey, mate. How the hell are you? Good, good. Thanks for having me. Man, thanks for um, stepping into this little final Christmas episode. It's um, it's good to have you. And um, how are things going up at Screen Rail, mate? Going good. A lot of news, a lot of trailers, a lot of stuff to cover. And um, just trying to cover as much as we can with the uh, small manpower that is me. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah, know how that goes. Going I good. Do all the, I do all the lifting around here, don't I? You certainly do. I do nothing. <laughs> just, just you I being am. there is work on its own. So that's that's work for Glenn. <laughs> yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. So you know, like us, you've watched a lot of movies um, over the years. Some in cinemas, and probably more of them at home in lockdown, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, what's what's been your favorite film of 2021? Yeah. See, that's that's been really hard to um, pin down. Um, it's, so, so I basically I, I always struggle with the favorite versus the best you know that kind of critical versus just fan anyway um i managed to dwindle it down to what i think is a surprise for me, even me um into the heights i would say is Ooh. my I favorite did not see that coming i did not see that coming either i mean i entered it not really knowing a thing about it um i don't really know much about the musical or anything the the stage show and um yeah i came out just kind of like blown away by it so that one um is 
probably what I'm going to pick. Um, Pig also came pretty close. Nicholas Cage film. Um, yeah, I would Excellent. say Inconheights. Yeah. For the uh, for the the visual component of the, this chat, Ben looked at me kind of strangely because my stomach just did something was it extraordinary. Your extraordinary. That's not what I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was what is affectionately known in the trade as a string of pearls. <laughs> <laughs> if you need to go to the bathroom real quick, that's all. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's we can we can fill, we can vamp. I just hope the microphone picked it up, so yeah. I've got context to this. <laughs> Oh, it went for quite I, a while. I, 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 thought, <laughs> I thought it was about um, the movie Pig when I mentioned it, and then I was like, <laughs> I, I was like "Wow, these guys think that movie sucks." <laughs> <laughs> no, it happens every time Nicolas Cage comes into the conversation. You guys are like, <laughs> so keep it to yourself, or don't. Depends on what your preference is. <laughs> Funnily enough, I haven't seen I haven't seen either of these films. I haven't caught them yet either. Oh, but really? I understand. Yeah, but I understand. Isn't in the is in the Heights the one that has all the controversy because it's got the wrong, the wrong type of Latinos cast in. <sighs> yeah, they're not East Side or whatever. They're, they're not yeah. the yes. right. Yeah. Yes, the which, right, is, which the... is ridiculous. I mean, as a, as a Latino person myself, I didn't care, like what yeah. area. I was just like, awesome. It's a cool story mean... about immigrants and stuff like that. So I connected on a personal level. Loved the music. Loved the filmmaking about it, and the 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 performances were great. The last thing on my mind was which area is getting represented of which barrio you know what i mean yeah. it's like, come on man it's like no it's it does seem a bit like a storm in a teacup doesn't it yeah it, it's but, it's silly stuff i mean considering the film itself is already represented you know yeah what I mean? it's like now we're, we're starting to get down to which street though yeah. <laughs> no, i don't know no, south that, street fuck no, you that's not the right street that's why i mean that's why sesame street's been so controversial from day one yeah yeah, I mean, you know, what that about the Avenue Q's being the pissed day, off for a long time? What about um, now that we're at the end of the year? What about Christmas movies? Are you making time for any this year, or are you just not? I don't really generally gravitate to Christmas movies very much. I never really have. Um, so, so you're not doing Home Sweet Alone? <laughs> uh, well, I should be. I mean, Home Alone has always been a thing for me when I was young. You know, Home Alone Two specifically. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't really have a favorite Christmas movie. Home Alone 2 would probably be the one that I normally go to. Um, but Christmas movies in general are just not really my cup of tea. I find the, 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 the their tropes more grating than a lot of other tropes. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just a Grinch. I don't know. I find, I find that now that the, there are more than four channels that dictate exactly what we can watch are the only options, Yeah. now people just don't watch... A lot of that stuff, like you think about it, like would people, would as many people have seen Sound of Music if it wasn't played every year, or Scrooged, or Uncle Buck, or any of those kind of even Home Alone? Yeah. Like it used to be that you it's know, forced like, down our throats. Yeah, like there was only one choice. It'd be like news or cricket or and then this movie. Yeah. And you're like, all right, Lampoon's I'm, Vacation. Yeah, I'm watching that. And now that now that you can just go, you know what? I'm just going to watch whatever the hell I feel like. <laughs> No one ever yeah, feels I mean, like watching those movies. We're, we're so spoiled for choice now. Like one of the most annoying things I see online or people that comment is there's nothing to watch or there's like, or Netflix doesn't have anything. I'm like, are you out of your effing mind? Like there is more just at, at your fingertip. Yeah. And like used to be in a video store when we went to video stores back in the day. It's like, 
we, we almost have too much now. You know what yeah. I mean? Now we have too much that so there's not there's there's nothing now. I will say what what does piss me off about Netflix and stuff is if you do watch one of the movies on the front page, mm. it doesn't then remove that movie and replace it with something else. Like, it doesn't take into oh, right. account what you've seen. It always just keeps the same, you know, these are trending on Netflix and these are the, you know, recommended movies. It doesn't actually, Rotate. like, learn. Like, like Amazon, That's the same, true. once you've bought a product, that product tends to disappear from just, their, just what they're the pushing at the you. Line. Yeah. Whereas Netflix should totally do that. The algorithm thing doesn't really work either, you know. It's like, yeah. you know, you will also like kind of thing. It, no, it never works. It, it, it always it, gets that wrong. Yeah, what I love is that they're always just like, you know what you like? Our latest release. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. It's like, will, will I? I mean... Will I? Is that for so me? I saw I, Red I, Notice the other day and I was like, wow, this is a film made off algorithms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're right. It is ridiculous. Like, you could watch something like Home Alone 2 and it'll say, well, if you like that, you'll like Tiger King Season 2. Yeah. You know, will I? <laughs> There's a crossover. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh now, mate. Before we before we let you run, just want to ask you: uh, Do you want to plug anything? Um, how's Loud Observers going? Loud Observers is non-existent. Um, <laughs> it's uh, just we just we just haven't been doing it. But I think it mostly good one, Glenn. <laughs> Although good research, buddy. We we actually did. We recorded an entire episode, my wife and I, um, and we were wasted. You notice a pattern here. Um, <laughs> and so we were absolutely wasted and I, I watched just the footage the next day and I'm like wow I can't even edit this good like I can't There's well, I watched I watched one episode where you were both wasted probably your wife yeah. a little more than you yeah, yeah. and it was hilarious yeah but you can only imagine them yeah oh, yeah okay. that's what and just yeah do it Fuck it, you know. Just fuck it. Like, but I always think that when you're wasted, you're like, this is gold. Like, this, everything coming out of my mouth is hysterical. This is the greatest show ever. And then, yeah, the next day when you listen to it, you're like, what? First what five I? minutes, I'm like, I look revolting. And <laughs> what, am I, what am I talking about? And Castle's like, yeah, no, we're not putting this out there. I just spent five minutes talking about fizzes from 7 <laughs> Eleven. <Yeah>. What? <laughs> Well, mate, um, it has all along been a little bit of a mutual wank when it comes to you and I because I contribute to Screen Realm and you contribute to our show. And Ben, it only takes one more for a circle jerk, mate. I was going to say, I'm already covered in enough jizz from the two of you. I don't I don't need to add to that pile. <laughs> well, I like the multicultural aspect. I think you're doing really well with that. <laughs> Didn't uh, I? Didn't I, I? made fun and called you Spanish. <laughs> yeah, that's. I'm. I'm so offended. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, honestly, I just want to get serious for a moment. You deliver content for us every single week without fail, and um, you always get your stuff into us, and it's hugely appreciated. Um, you are you're part of the show for sure, and um, much appreciated. All guys. these shenanigans and whatnot aside, like yeah, we do value what you do. So thank you. Have a great Christmas, and, you too, and to your wife as well. Thanks and so I much. will say, just on that, um, just on the ethnicity issue, yeah, it does look like Glenn is white when he is in fact a ginger. He denies it. But he's a ginger, and you know I, they're not. I, I've never known he's a ginger. I'm definitely never contributing. He's again. always wearing that hat. He's always he's wearing that hat to cover it up. But yeah, the, the, there's a diff, the, the genes are different. Wow. Well, I, I look at you differently now, Glenn. It's bit... Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know they say you know you've got grit, you've got guts when you're dunking ginger nuts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Merry Christmas. Merry Have a great Christmas, one. Guys.
Greetings and salutations. My name is Keir Roach-Turner. I am the Director of Wormwood and I would like to wish Glenno and Benno and all the team uh, an incredibly Wormwood Merry Christmas and uh, especially to all you uh, film-loving legends who like listening to the boys talk about films. All right, Sam, step up to the podium. Okay, um, how has your movie viewing been this year and what has found its way to number one? My, well, yeah. It's been complicated. I didn't. I didn't go to the cinema at all this year. That's a rough year. Yeah, <laughs> it's been weird. Actually. Have you missed yeah. it? Yeah, I haven't. I haven't. I've like because everything's been so weird and wacky. Like I just thought, you know what, twenty twenty two. I'll just wait now. <laughs> like I'll just wait until all of this is like better, and then yeah. Because I always I feel like I'll still have to wear a mask, and I don't know if that's going to be like really strong. Let me tell you, we've been to many screenings since lockdown where masks are required and they mm. ply you with drink and food and you don't have to wear yeah. them. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and once, yeah. once the light comes down, the, it's really up to you yeah. whether, what rules you follow. Yeah, I, I noticed a lack of those guys with night vision goggles. Yeah. They've disappeared. Yeah, 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 yeah. you're right. Yeah. <laughs> it's because the goggles are unsanitary. And they cloak your phone. Yeah. And they yeah. cloak your phone. But no one checks. Like, half the time my, I, my pants are off they in the cinema. They did Spider-Man, I believe. They totally did. Yeah, Marvel, yeah. Marvel, and Sony. Whenever there's a Marvel did movie, you go do to that. Spider-Man? I did go to Spider-Man. Yeah, I was at West Side Story. Week. They did it at the same I'm time. I'm looking forward to that as well. I didn't go to either. This was two days after Monster Fest. I wasn't going to do anything. <laughs> anyway, to- <laughs> totally. What the hell are you doing? Totally <laughs> unrelated to the show at yeah. hand. Yeah. Back to Sorry. you, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is Spider-Man set at Christmas? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it was snowing, wasn't it? I don't know. I haven't <laughs> seen it. Oh. If you could see Ben's face right now, you'd really think it. I thought I saw some snow. There. It was the one that went up year. Tom Holland's nose. They no, have I'm just <laughs> they have just finished like they're all trying to get into college. Okay. So, oh, uh, so yeah, it's close, nice. but I don't yeah. think it is. Oh, it seemed to be non denominational. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe I that guess, was just like they were advertising it because it's close to Christmas. I know a, f- a friend of mine was selling her house uh, just recently <laughs> and the the real estate agent told her not to put up her Christmas tree yet because she goes, Not everyone who comes to see the house yes. will celebrate Christmas. Of course. And I think that's now, even in the in the movies, they're like, unless it's an actual Christmas film, they're like, yeah. let's just keep that out of there because we don't want to ruin things. We don't want to offend India somebody. Or, uh, like Shane Black or would be pissed <laughs> if he'd written that and someone else directed <laughs> it. Hawkeye. Yeah. yeah. What was that movie that Shane Black wrote about the real estate agents? <laughs> Suckers? Is that... <laughs> No, 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 that's the car. That's the car. You yeah. use car, man. That's just a joke to tank, that's all. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get you now. <laughs> I follow on you. <laughs> I was too busy thinking about this suckers. Is that Bill, be like, Bill Pullman Shane Black, Bill not allowed to have a Christmas tree in his <laughs> house? Fuck that. Yeah, nah. I'm going like to be like uh, Shane Black in Predator. And like, or no, it's the Indian. Ten minutes later. <laughs> Shane Black. <laughs> Get the joke. Okay, yes, yes. Because a house. The setup. The you're, more setup. A, yeah, you're more of a Dave Batista kind of yeah. uh, delayed, delayed reaction guy. Delayed reaction, yeah. <laughs> anyway, back to you, Sam. Yeah, what's, yeah. Your, what's your number um, one of the year? So, my number one after. I don't know now. <laughs> I had three. Okay. And a notable mention. Go oh, for wow. it. So, I'll just like. Yeah, so I really loved. Um, Raya and the Last Dragon. Okay. That's my number three. Um, I only watched that recently, but it's not a musical. Oh, so good, it's good. like, yeah. yeah, it's not like a classic kind of Disney film, but um, 
it, that's really good. See, that, ca- that came up in conversation with Chloe and myself, which I'll quickly run through because um, the interesting thing about that one is they've been celebrating the fact that it's all the Asian cultures drawn into yes. one. Oh, yet, yes, I do remember yet, hearing this. Yeah, yes. the whole problem with the word oriental that everybody had was that it encapsulates all of the Asian cultures in one yeah. and that's offensive. It's like, yeah. so which way are we going to have it now? I know, yeah. but then, and then the weird thing is I had a friend of mine who loved it because of the representation and I think was just happy to see representation and sort of like... Who's on the side of this argument? Yeah. Is it like, mm. is it these middle class white people, these privileged white people that are going, oh, no, it's all wrong. But then, you know, the Asian community are like, no, but we, we love it. Just yeah. let us have our minute. Yeah. Yeah. Just have a minute. I think it's, yeah, it's tough because I think that it does. Because when I, when I Googled it, because I did have that question, I was like, so where is this meant to actually be? And I thought it was Thai to begin with. But when it said like Southeast Asia, just as a yeah. whole. That's what was so problematic about the word Oriental because that represented Southeast Asia. Yeah, of course. And you yeah. can't bundle them all into one word. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Um, so then the next one was on Disney. Actually, all of mine are on Disney. Um, was um, Shang-Chi. Wow. Oh. I really liked it. I know a lot of... Like, it was a bit... It's, it's, it's like, true um, Marvel, like, introduction movie. And, like, you know, the first Captain America movie was... I just think that, like, this is a good starting off point, that the yeah. next one is going to be really good. Um, and they have just greenlit the second one, so... They I, have, I just yeah. bought it, I can't... I actually really... I'm really looking forward to this mm, one, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Um, but my first favourite movie is um, Cruella. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. I just bought that. I'm looking forward to <laughs> you're on the, you're <laughs> really? You're on the Disney train today. I am on the Disney train. Although my notable mention was The Tomorrow War. Okay. Yeah. Is really that the, the Chris, Chris Pratt one? Chris Pratt one. Yeah. It's on the Prime. It's a really good. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Disney. Really it's Disney light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like there, there is, there's like a, there's a massive family subplot. Yeah. It's yeah. just not, it's not prominent enough to be a real Disney yeah, movie. That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> I have a thing this year. Um, yeah. So Cruella was my favorite movie, and you know I love Craig Gillespie. Like he's probably my favorite director. To be honest. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cool. Excellent choice. Unexpected too. Fantastic. All right. Well, now it's time <laughs> for the Boneheads. Now, these are the guys that come to us from Kentucky in the US. And um, if you've been reading the news lately, Kentucky's been like completely oh, devastated by tornadoes yeah. and storms and all that kind of stuff. Hundreds dead, apparently. So it's with relief that we say that Chad and James are okay. And it's a very heavy heart to reveal that Joe is doing fine as well. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bet that pains you, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> Chad told me the only twisters that had an effect on him were the titty twisters. Um, his joke, not mine. Yep. Probably why it's not very funny. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Burnheads, how are you? <laughs> We're okay. You asked me after I took a shot of Four Roses single barrel. Let, hold on, let me get another one. That one didn't go down. <laughs> oh, okay. man. Firstly, uh, thank you all for you know, joining us for this end of year show. Uh, secondly, let's get to the bottom immediately to this obsession you have with Ben. Um, what the fuck's going on and why wasn't, why wasn't I invited? <laughs> I feel like I must I, uh... have said something early on. I, I honestly, I think it was, it was just Chad's like, they're giving a shit and then we should try to go after Ben. And I, I don't know. I just like Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Ben, but I just like Ben. Chad, what about you? I tend to only, I, I tend to only shit on people I like. People I don't like, I tend to ignore. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I want to say that it on started... Chatterbait. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say it started with Ben when he started talking about uh, the funsies like apparel, like like it would be some kind of underwear. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, this just left me an opportunity, and I, and then it and then it just spiraled from there. So it was like every single week, it was like, okay, so here's what Ben said. How can we get this? <laughs> well, because that's a plan. Can I talk a little bit about how we do the segments and how they're out of order and whatnot? I was gonna bring that up next. Yep, yeah, go for it. Well, okay. Well, so we do them because we all all everyone here has professional jobs, but we when we can get together, we do four or five at a time. So by the time our lame ass jokes play out or you reorganize the way they were going to go it doesn't make any sense no or... but what, what what i find hilarious about that is that you have this preconceived knowledge that i do that and yet you still have a lineal joke that sort of gets rearranged well hold on james before you go the, the other aspect of this is to go ahead james if you want to go in, in all fairness even linear even in a linear way they really don't make sense Let's not give ourselves too much of a pat on the back like we're great riders. <laughs> and when the yeah, fuck did you memento. turn into Don Knotts? Oh, man, did you hear him with oh, that high-pitched no, no. voice? Yeah. Sorry. Well, I've, uh, I've been uh, the the episode okay. of the Andy Griffith Show. And the I'm other aspect of this, this show is... Quite a lot. Anyway, yeah, go I was going to say, and the other aspect of this is, is when we get together and do these, we have the list, and then we're like, okay, who ha do we all have one for this? Well, some of us don't have one. Okay, well, we'll do this one first. And then we just start <laughs> ragging on Ben. And then we're like, okay, so on to the second one. And then we just keep the joke going. And then before we know it, we're out of order. <laughs> <laughs> You're out of See, order. You're out of order. The whole thing's out of order. I always think it's it's in reaction to something I've said. And, but I have, the, I have the memory of a goldfish and don't remember saying it. And I generally don't listen to the show's back. Even though the whole joke when I started the show was that I only listened to things that I was on, but I don't. So I'm like, I, did I? What did, did I say something? Like especially yeah. the episodes that start with "fuck you, Ben," and I'm like, what did I say? Ben, ben seriously, I'm the same way, and I put our show together. I don't listen to it. I oh, there God. was a, a I had to listen to the last mix drawn one because there was a segment I thought later. After 24 hours, I wasn't drunk, but I, I thought I came, I was like, I need to cut about 10 seconds of that out. And I'm, by the way, I'm glad I did. And I had to listen to the whole damn thing. I love Zoom. <laughs> Don't you guys? It's made this job so much easier. Well, uh, we only have you guys here for a very short time. So let's um, let's crack on with a, a little bit of business. Um, it's the end of the year and we want to know what your favorite films of the year were. Let's start with Chad. Okay, so there are a couple of movies that I still have yet to see, and I know they would be at the top of my list, but I do want to say that my favorite movie of the year that I have seen that I have actually watched repeatedly is Nobody with Bob Odenkirk. Mm. Uh, I can't express how much joy that movie gave me in the 90 minutes that it was together. And it's just 90 minutes, and from the moment it starts to the moment it ends, I've, I, 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 it just pulls me in the the sequences, Bob Odenkirk, Bob Odenkirk as an action mm -hmm. hero in its of itself. It was a ridiculous plot point to me, but then he pulls <laughs> it off. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He, he's the most likable guy on TV. Yeah. And the only, the only thing that, that really upset me about that was a, they released it 
at the height of COVID. So it didn't get the audience that it deserved and they didn't go to streaming. And then B, it and, and rightfully so, it gets compared to John Wick. Mm. But yeah. I think you miss certain aspects of it when you actually just straight up say it's a ripoff of John Wick. It's I think it's better than it, John Wick. Ooh, <laughs> I didn't say John Wick 2, I said John Wick. <laughs> in some ways, John, I agree John with Wick you. John Wick 2 is the better film. In some ways, I agree with you. In some ways, I don't. Yeah. I, I, I will say this. Of, I want to, want to get to the bottom of Ben's expression for a moment. <laughs> what the fuck? Go, Ben. John Wick 2 is better than John Wick 1. <laughs> so so we argued get, this on a show that hasn't aired yet, Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> it will come on out my in two weeks. Uh, no one. <laughs> in fact Are we you? all agreed that we like john wick three slightly better than two no, <laughs> no one uh, but uh, okay well no. the, the film is nobody isn't it so yeah yeah no i just i i, I i've already watched it four times and i never do awesome. that I love that and, it's got the um the, that fight scene in the bus has the guy from that the fanta- that fantastic episode of Barry, where they they have to kill the guy the cop's girlfriend's uh, new. Hang on, is it Daniel Bernhardt or whatever his name is? No, Barry the TV series with. Um, yeah, no, no, no. But oh, the yeah. actor. Yeah, I don't know what his name. I don't know what his name is. He's the guy from Bloodsport two, three, and four. Oh, yeah. What? Glenn would know that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it the one who gets his teeth bashed in? Yeah. He's in Bloodsport 2, 3, and 4? He's the lead actor that took over from Van Damme. That's Sasha Mitt. No, that's Kickboxer. Oh, shit. Then I haven't seen Bloodsport 2, 3, or 4. <laughs> I don't think you're missing call anything. yourself a set of Excuse me. Mr. Miyagi is in Bloodsport 2. Pat Morita. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't He's think also I've in a lot of Andy Sedaris movies. And no one's <laughs> watching those Andy Sedaris movies for Pat Morita. Anyway, keeping us on track here. Um, how about Chad? What have you... Uh, sorry. Who, who went then? Chad, how about James? You know, I, I really have a hard time with this because I didn't get to see a lot of films because uh, life is terrible and, and everything. Uh, that being said, uh, so I ended up watching a lot of films with my children, which is a mistake. It's a terrible thing. Anyway, um, <laughs> but there were some good things that came out. Uh, luckily streaming um i really did like uh mitchell's versus the machines as a as a movie i could watch with my kids that was pretty phenomenal especially since my my daughter is at that age where everything i do is terrible uh and and i'm an embarrassment uh but no i i I, that and then you know i I know we're not supposed to talk about it but i've got to admit it hit all the nostalgia i gotta give some credit to ghostbusters um I'll be interested to see what you all say about it. But just as <laughs> as somebody that wanted to go back to the 1980s, uh, I had a good time. Excellent. You can come back. Sure. He, he will lick and his And that's airplane. when they're all dead. They're me. covered in blood. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was covered in blood, and I found $20. He'll never lick me. <laughs> Should I be concerned that my earwax tastes like butterscotch? <laughs> mm, no. I think it's better than the alternative. Of, did you eat any of Joe's ice cream and stick it in your ear? <laughs> <laughs> or my so, blood. So that was yours. That was yours, James. Yeah, yeah. Those are the two that come to mind. And again, I didn't get to do my normal movie watching, so I'm a little bit spared this year. Awesome. Well, that's all we have time for. Thanks for watching, <laughs> Joe. You're up, mate. 
No, it wouldn't have pissed me off at all because I have the same problem James has is that it was really hard to make it to theaters and COVID and whatnot. I only got to see a few things and a lot of the stuff I saw that I really liked were streaming and weren't necessarily movies. They were, you know, short series. But the two things that I really liked that I actually saw in a proper cinema was I liked The Green Knight. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not everyone's cup of tea. But I enjoyed it, and it made sense to me. The thing that pissed everybody off with the ending, and it just made sense to me. It was like, this is about a man learning how to be a man. Whatever is that it is. As good as the Sean, is it as good as the Sean Connery one? No, it's much better. So, <laughs> I mean, it, the other one has Sean Connery in it, but no, this one, I mean, it just it's about learning how to be an adult. I guess being a man could be sexist, but it's learning about being an adult and 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 making sure that you are able to follow through. And sometimes it's not something that you necessarily want to do. See, I'm being serious and Chad's playing the with my scene. nipple. And hey, exactly. you're sitting there doing this maneuver. I mean, well, like, I it. like it's about learning to be a man. Like it's, it's about <laughs> learning to be a man, and this is how you do it. You learn how to be a man this way. Now, the scene where he I, files his I nine and files his W two for his taxes—that <laughs> that scene really carries the but movie. Glenn and Ben, and I'm serious about this. The most fun I had, the most heart moving, was Ghostbusters Afterlife. That's all I'm going to say. Now, it's not a perfect film. And don't and James was right. We got out and I was like that third and it was like, eh. but don't think about it. Just enjoy it. Does that make sense to you too? Oh, totally, totally. Say no more because we um we want to pull Click Chad it back off. into the conversation. Why? <laughs> um, there's a look for a lot of <laughs> people listening to this show. For a lot of people listening to the show, there's a visual component to this conversation that will be on our YouTube because <laughs> uh yeah, they fucking <laughs> lost without it. <laughs> I mean, you just have to learn to be a man, Glenn. Mm. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, if he well, starts um, singing any music for Mulan, we're getting sued. I want to, I want to get like serious just for a moment because I, I do want yeah. our listeners to know how much you guys go above and beyond for us on the show, and your segments come to us quite often at short notice. I throw things at you, you know, in the spur of the moment, and you always deliver. So really, really appreciate what you do on the show and as I say to some of the others you are part of the fabric of Good Movie Monday so thank you guys so much particularly for joining us today because you know end of year show Christmas show Merry Christmas to all of you yeah last year we did this shit at 4am <laughs> right um, actually I had a blast doing that at 4am I was pissed and then I had a blast <laughs> oh we're going to be doing another all in We'll be doing that yeah. again, just not a Christmas one. Oh, awesome! Be the mukbang episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'll get the I'll get the Twinkies out. Ben, it's our time to talk about favorite films. Uh, I'm going to let you go first because, um, although I am pretty confident that Thunder Force will take the win here. Melissa McCarthy and Octavia <laughs> Spencer. I still haven't watched it, and I love Octavia Spencer, but I yeah, can't do it. It was a guilty pleasure. I'm going to have to watch it. I like Octavia Spencer too much. Yeah, it, like, I actually yeah. have a bit of a crush and on her. I don't know Melissa why. McCarthy kind of warms to me after a while. I'm, I'm yeah. like, yeah. She, she is my, uh, what's his name, Chris Hart? Chris Hart's a wrestler. Kevin Hart is the yeah is the little talent that I'm actually growing. I find that yeah, I find that she's very much the when I see that she's in a movie, I'm like. But then when That's you're watching it, and then you're watching it, you're like, oh, yes. she's the best thing in it. Yes. <laughs> she's always the best yes. thing in it. It's just, uh, yeah, Except I don't know what it is. There's nothing good about that movie. Jesus Christ. 
Which one's Tammy? She co-directed that with her hubby. Which is the one with uh, Sandra Bullock? The, the Heat. heat. No, I, I didn't, I didn't, enjoy I, that, but I I didn't mind The Heat, funnily enough. I didn't. That's Paul Fig. Yeah, oh, he's been it, on really? the show before, hasn't he? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Promoting Ghostbusters 2016? No. <laughs> Last Christmas. <laughs> Last Christmas. <laughs> Last Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Which I really enjoyed. I really that was two Christmases ago. I really enjoyed that, except before I saw it, Grant ruined it for me. Oh, don't, well, don't ruin it for the right. listeners that haven't okay, seen okay. it. But, um, yeah. yeah, he ruined it for me. It's a, it's it's a great I loved it. I really enjoyed it. I really want to watch it now, but it's going to be. I didn't even have to fake that with him. I'm like, I loved it, mate. He was like, really I really good. loved it. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I told him I also loved Unaccompanied Minors, which I do. Which do. Unaccompanied yeah. Minors yeah. is a great film. Yeah. Good like, it's really movie. good. Yeah. yeah. Totally. All right. What about you, big boy? <laughs> All right. Look, I, <laughs> <laughs> I have trouble because this year... All the letterbox logging I did You've was for Good Movie Monday. You've been more than me this year, Ben. I've been so quite a few times. Yeah. And I, com- but I, co- I had completely forgot about Wrath of Man. Thanks to the show, Mike. <laughs> well, I just completely yeah. forgot that it happened. He's yeah. been and thanks I loved to the show because yeah, of true. all the reaction videos. Yeah. True. <laughs> true. True. <laughs> but I think so. I can really only go by films I've seen in the last couple of months. <laughs> the ones, months, the ones I, the last two weeks, the last two weeks that I vaguely remember watching <laughs> and not hating. Uh, so really, uh, I think I'm gonna have to go with Zola for my favorite film of the year. Uh, really? Yes. Yeah, yes. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie as a as a road trip uh, to hell kind of you know buddy film that's not with that breaks the, the fourth wall and is not actually a buddy film. It is. It's. It's, the, it's almost the antithesis of a buddy film, but it, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like, it's really good. It's about these, these two strippers who meet for the first time not, while not stripping and then decide to go on a road trip from Los Angeles to Miami for one night uh, to make a fuck ton of money. Well, that's what she thinks, stripping in a club. Right, and right. then it kind of it goes from there. And it's all based on a Twitter thread, which I have not read mm. And have no real interest in because the way that they talk in this film, I was like, it's going to go over my head. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand the mo- modern language. You need a glossary of terms. At all. Yeah, so I need like a, being said. I need a translator. Yeah. To, to it's normally you're the one that does that for me. I'm like, what's this hot Carl? What's a Cleveland? <laughs> what's a Cleveland steamer? <laughs> yeah. Ben knows. <laughs> so, well, I can't. Tell you what a Cleveland Steamer is, but I can yeah. show you. It's <laughs> like the vanishing. That hot lunch you was telling me about sounds really delicious. <laughs> Wait till you try my Arabian gas mask. <laughs> That's it. We're being cancelled. <laughs> uh, my favourite are the, the Spider Man, Spider Man 2s. They're the best yeah, ones. Right, right. They're the best. Uh, oh, or yeah. the, uh, the. What's the ghost? The ghost. <laughs> Ghost. 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 And then you make love uh, to your woman uh, from behind while she's like looking out the window. Then at some point you switch places, no, this and, then, and then you run around to the front to the window and wave to her. No. Oh. Oh my God. I think. I, oh. What? That's no good. That sounds like it's rape. Rape. The, the, the Phantom <laughs> Stranger. Yeah. 
That's not to say Ben's done it. The stranger, <laughs> I, the stranger no, the stranger I thought is the one where oh, no, you sit no, on no, your the, wrist or no, something. No, the phantom stranger. Yeah, no, the yes. stranger oh, is where yeah, you just like sit on your wrist. Yeah. 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 Merry no, Christmas to each and every one of you. But have a window. Like, the fact that you have to have a window in this whole thing the setup, The setup is more important than the payoff. It's a three-story building and involves a ladder as well. But I feel like if you had a boyfriend that you are doing from behind... He'd probably enjoy the switch a little more. Yeah, Maybe. yeah. God, yeah. Then, then a woman would. Yeah. He's cancelled. Yeah. You're cancelled. We're fine, Sam. <laughs> Welcome to Good Movie Monday. This is but Jared you, and Sam. Yeah, but you didn't. You I was going to say, for the record, I think you can hear you both laughing. Uh, <laughs> oh, as that, I was it. That, was, that was shock. That was pure shock. I didn't even make eyes at Sam, but I was like looking. I was like, maybe I misinterpreted this, yeah. but this sounds like rape. <laughs> Didn't stop you yeah. I'm sorry, Zola. <laughs> Zola, what's, so tell us about Zola. So Z- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to do that. Get us into that territory. But <laughs> I feel like I'm in high school again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel I read like it, I'm in a courtroom. <laughs> I read about this in Dolly Doctor, so it must be fine. <laughs> yeah. And it was the nineties. It was, it was a, a different yeah. time. Yeah. It was all fine. All when in the, context. Yeah, when the assholes guide yes. to. Uh, yes. Well, was it the asshole guy for um, life was written? 16, this was fine. Sixteen candles, isn't it? Like you know, he sets um, Anthony Michael Hall up so he can come in and take advantage of his drunk girlfriend. Mm. Yeah. So it's not too dissimilar from a John Hughes film in the mid eighties. <laughs> so we'll just pretend you heard about that, you know, yeah, back John, in back in the schoolyard, back in yeah. late eighties. John 80s. Hughes told me about it. Just so you both know, <laughs> I am not, not recently because he's been dead for about. I'm, 15 I'm not odd removing years. any of this, so you're That's all right. digging your own grave here. He's dug a big grave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to help him out. <laughs> I have I'm no throwing him a rope. <laughs> the internet's I'm, a crazy yeah. place. <laughs> I'm yeah. not I mean look, back in back in the late nineties, early two thousands, I went to Sexpo when Belladonna was a guest and two friends of mine got pictures taken with her and in the picture one of them is like She's on her hands and knees, and one of them's behind her, and the other one has like he's, he's tunneling she, to China right now. <laughs> she she had this giant black dildo. She's like, no, you put this on your lap. Oh my god! And like that was the picture that they took with her, and they're like at the end, they're like, oh Ben, do you want to do you want to take a picture? And I was like, no, because if I happen to want to run for public yes. office one yes. day, this is the thing so that's going to happen. What you should have done is yes. in the next photo you sat on the lap. Yeah. <laughs> He's put the photos together. Yeah. Starts with a big black dildo, and then the next <laughs> you're sitting there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like Uspi. I, I like uh, how you just said, you know, Belladonna, and like I'm like, who she? Yes. I obviously don't know who she, what she, who she is, but did anyone else? She he said, said it so casually, like we should know. Did you know? I know a movie Bell- called Belladonna. Belladonna. I know Belladonna of Sadness, but I thought that was. There's a docu. There's a docu one. She's like uh, one of the biggest porn stars of the. Of I know Chi Lone or whatever her name is. The Italian one. Sicilina. Sicilina, yeah. Chichi Lone, I don't know. They never said her name in the revealing uh, episode, this one. Yeah, I know, yeah. uh, Since then, since then, I've given up on on my dreams of public office. So now I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care if I get cancelled. So that's your your number one thing. They can only cancel you if you let them, Glenn. (laughs) (laughs) I agree, Ben. That's but uh, yeah, so Zola. Excellent, Zola. excellent. Well, yeah. I've got two that are tussling for number one position. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, having seen Licorice Pizza, mm. that's really getting close to being my number one film of the year. But I think that's going to get a lot of coverage this year. I think everyone's going to love it. Everyone's going to talk about it. So I'm going to I'm going to settle on Riders of Justice, new Danish thriller with uh, Mads, Mac- Mads Mikkelsen, I should say. Oh yes, this is freaking awesome. Like it's hilarious, it's brutal, and it's it caught me off guard. So it's um. 
I thought it was a biker film when I went into it. Mm-hmm. Like, as a kind of riders of justice. And it, and it, and yeah, yeah. Kind of. He looks like a biker. Riders, the riders of justice are a biker gang. Yeah, and he looks like a biker, but he's yeah. actually just like an ex-military man right. who got called back from the the front line because his wife was killed in a like a, an attack or an accident that you know may or may not a be train, an yeah, train yeah train derailment and when he finds out because a, cu- a couple of geeky computer hackers um, figure out that it might not be an accident they uh-huh. take that information to him and suddenly revenge is triggered and, uh-huh. and he ropes them into his world because he needs their computer skills to uncover the truth yeah right and the hilarity comes from him being this really hard nose you know he will kill someone to get information having these three sidekicks that are as geeky as they can get, but they think they're in the world of James Bond. Like, they uh, are, okay, they yep. think this is yep. the coolest thing until the violence is on their doorstep and uh, they realise yeah, right. we're in too deep and we can't get out. It's hilarious. It's terrifying and it's beautiful. And it's a Christmas movie. Yeah, right. Yeah, it, all, like it, it sort of comes around to a Christmas theme. And it's, yeah, awesome. really, I, I really cool. really want to see that. Yeah. It, it, it reminds me a little of that Liam Neeson one that was set in the snow, whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not Cold Pursuit. Yeah, no, yeah. I think it was called. Cool. I think Cold Pursuit. I think yeah, that yeah. was it. Yeah. He's done a few snow ones. Oh yeah, the grey. Yeah, he the did the grey, which was great. But nice yeah, it truckers. reminds me of the Cold Pursuit <laughs> because it starts off so comical and dark, yeah. and then it just gets really heavy. And Very dark. good film to compare it to. Yeah. Um, wow. And you know, as usual, Hollywood's going to sweep in with a remake. You know, which, which I don't mind. Like sometimes there's good ones. Like back in the eighties, most films we loved were oh, remakes. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. But not not not. What was that horrible one they redid a couple of years ago? That remake. Oh, the oh, downhill. With, yeah, with downhill, Wolf, which I kind of really want to watch again. Now. I, I didn't mind it. I didn't like it, but I just after watching the shrink next door with um, Will Ferrell, I kind of want to see him in that kind of role again, where he's that helpless sort of, you know, male that's in a really sort of yeah. bad predicament. But yeah. I do, I do like it. I, I love the concept of force visual. Oh, it's he's just like yeah. he's just like no. Yeah. But you know well, what I like? Just takes off. What I liked more about <laughs> the, like the remake oh, yeah. of that is the way Will Ferrell reacted to in that moment yeah, when the yeah. avalanche came. Yeah. I liked his take on that more than yeah, the yeah. original. Yeah, the original. Yeah. yeah just because yeah. we know him as a pratfall kind of comedian, totally. so it kind of worked. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but this one is directed by a guy, a guy called Anders Thomas Jensen, who's made five films with Matt Nicholson. So, oh, wow. Yeah. All, oh, yeah. So okay. uh, flickering lights, the Green Butchers, Adam's Apple, Men and Chicken, and oh, the Riders of Justice. Men and Chicken. Matt, Matt <laughs> seems to work with the same filmmakers a lot because yeah. I know he did that film The Hunt and then he worked with the filmmakers again and did um, another round so it yeah. seems like he's always returning to these good every I don't know if he'll work with the same filmmaker that did Chaos Walking yeah. um, but I didn't mind that to be every time you I thought it was right everyone shit on that movie yeah. and I finally watched it and I was like oh, I watched that, that in a little cinema on my honeymoon and I didn't take to it I didn't mind it I think everyone shit on it so I was like oh, you, know, huh. you know not so bad not it so felt, like, it so felt bad. like a teenage TV show to me oh yeah but I'm all for that Like I didn't mind the Divergent films and Games and, yeah, me too, Maze you know. Runner. Yep, I, yeah, I'm in for all of those. First Maze Runner I was into. Yes. Yeah. The last one wasn't so bad, the second yeah, one not so great. Yes, well, anyway, so that brings us back to Christmas being a dis- kind of a Christmas movie and I want to talk about some more. So let's do our final crossover and chat with Adam and then, uh, yeah, we'll bring it home. Have you been doing a lot of personal training and stuff over Zoom during the lockdown and stuff? Are you doing that kind Honestly, of I did it twice. I hate it, man. Honestly, like I just, I, I mean, I say my job's a hairdresser with muscles. So I just listen to people's problems for an hour. So taking away, like the, um, taking away that part, I like, you know, people just standing in front of me, honestly, they do this for five minutes and they go, look, fuck this. Can I talk about my divorce? I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, let's go. Like, I just, <laughs> no exercise got done. I'm just like, all right. Um, <laughs> so I, I did some, I did some park stuff where I could do it and padding dogs. That was good. But look, it was yeah. it was pretty it was pretty bleak <laughs> for a while there. I have to admit, 
uh, you know, Adam Pinot Noir Ross. Um, yeah. But you know, back, getting back, getting back we have a new, we have a new moniker for the show. <laughs> oh, I don't need any encouragement. I'm lucky I don't have a whiskey. But I just got in the door, so I haven't bought a whiskey yet. Oh, mate. Well, thank you for joining us for this uh, little end of year Christmas um, shindig that we're doing. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Upright. Yeah, well, we wish you could be here, but we know you can't. So we thought we'd catch you on a on a bit of a call to talk to you about um, how your your journey over the the last twelve months has gone and what your favourite film has been of the year. Have you have you settled on one yet? Look, it's hard because as every year I think like I, I see something, I just lay my eyes on it, and I, it actually gives me this huge sense of relief because I'm like, okay, now it's done. Now I know what the best movie of the year is that I feel. Right. But then these lists come out at the end of the year and I go apeshit. I get on the spectrum and I just can't. I'm on Metacritic. I'm looking at yours. You'll throw a curveball. I'm like, oh, no, my order's all out of whack. And so sometimes I really and I'm, I haven't I haven't solidified everything just this year. Um, but I'd say pound for pound. My favorite movie this year is Denny Villeneuve's June, I would say. Yeah, right. Wow. wow. That's that's uh, an I've interesting. Yeah, I've seen it three times um so i just wow. um but look my thing is i just feel that denny Villeneuve uh, is operating on this kind of like david fincher level of detail in a blockbuster arena and i think that i haven't really seen anything like this since maybe mad max fury road or peter jackson's lord of the rings where you've just got this kind of like not only pageantry but attention to detail world building like i mean i if i did read the books it was so long ago um i've eradicated out of my brain so when people are going like Shai Halud and stuff. I'm like, what the fuck is Shai Halud? You know, but um, I, yeah, I'm into it. I just think he does atmosphere better than almost anyone. And I, I guess if you're on your initial screening, you're not really taken with it. I get it. And I understand too as well, because it is, it's a narrative that's cleaved in, you know, into this part. It's just, there's no resolution. So, you know, yeah. like I ran into someone the other day and they thought that Fellowship of the Rings was the only Lord of the Rings movie. And they go like, I go, what do you mean? And they go like, you know, like he gets on that boat and they never get where they're going. And I'm like, dude, like this. How, how, how have you not like, so if someone, um, but yeah, so June, you know, like now that it's officially part one, I think when this whole thing is said and done, that this could be, you know, I mean, Denny Villeneuve has got Arrival and Blade Runner 2049 under his belt now and this. So that's th in my mind, three kind of sci-fi masterpieces. Cameron's got that, you know, like with Terminator, Aliens, and Terminator 2, Avatar, if you want to count. Some people are really team Avatar. Um, but, you know, so this puts him to me in the pantheon of like great sci-fi. Can, can I pull you up on one thing you said, though? Because you, you yeah. said you love his attention to detail in this one. And this is a, a like a trivial point that I've been stuck on and I can't get <laughs> yeah, off sure, it. Sure. Um, okay. Like we're in this world where they've got, you know, force fields, personal force fields. They've got you know, yeah, sure. these, these sort of dragonfly helicopters. You've got all these spaceships. <laughs> But they haven't got lighting in their houses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, look, I think you can uh, you can blame the DP for that one. I think that everything everything in a Denny movie has to be really ominous. Like you know, um, it's funny when they yeah when they like well don't they have those like walking ring lights? But, but you can't see shit. Like they're sitting at the dining <laughs> table having a conversation in the dark. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. I think um you know they're definitely yeah Denny definitely yeah. You think in the future you know the one thing you can't have is light yeah because there's like five people walking in a big expansive space and there's this like this ring invention thing that's following them around. So make sure people catch. Well, everyone looks good from every angle, I guess. Like in that's the, the that's the evolution yeah. of the influencer ring light. 
Yeah, look, and if you add, and if you add, half the characters are walking around with shrouds. They're probably bumping into shit all the time. They probably can't get anything done in this in this version of this world. <laughs> I love that. You know, that I was mean, my biggest bone to pick with the film. With the whole movie, I, look, I mean, I am fascinated now. And then when someone goes, "Man, I hated something," I'm like, "What?" And I've just got this really finite detail. Like a friend of mine recently, he said he hated No Time to Die, and I'm like, "Why?" And he's like. He just couldn't get over kind of like the nanobot thing and stuff. And I'm like, dude, there's so much other stuff that's going on here. Like being really fixated on the MacGuffin that the, you know, Saffin's using. I don't know, like, did you just bypass like every action sequence, Anna de Armas, all this other stuff? I just but reckon- some people- yeah. I reckon you can tell the people who, who don't watch Star Trek. Like if you've watched any of the Star Trek series or Stargate Atlantis or any of that kind of that sci-fi TV series, nanobots has been around for, for like de a, a decade at least. And okay. so you're completely, you're like, oh yeah, just another nanobot story. Like you just completely <laughs> yeah, yeah. don't even think about it. You're like, oh yeah, fair enough, nanobots, it's, whatever. It's, it's almost thing. become a cliche for you. you know? Yeah, that's right. And so then you know, the people who are like, what the fuck is this nanobot shit? And you're like, oh, I didn't even think about it. Uh, I just find it, I find the arm cross funny. Like when someone's watching a movie and they just cross their arms, right? Like at some stage during the movie and something something is broken it for, I can, look, I can do it now and then. And I, I'm like, don't like stay on site. But I, and now and then I look and I try and I look and there's all this distraction. I think I, when the lights come up, I want to say, what was the arm crossing part for you? Like what, what made you sign yeah. out of this movie? You know, and something like with June or No Time to Die, you know, you're talking about peak level blockbuster, you know, Kerry Fugnauer and Danny Villeneuve were trying to push, I think like the frame of this stuff. And yeah, some dudes like, I, I just, I don't believe that Anadamas could wear heels and do that, you know, and they got <laughs> <their> <laughs> around. That's, that was my favorite, my favorite part of seeing um, Prometheus at the cinema. Yeah. I was there with yeah. uh, a bunch of friends and a friend of mine, Joe, and through the whole movie, Joe was sitting in the row in front of me. All I could hear was this. Through <laughs> 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 every bit. And, and like oh, to the end, it got to the point where I was just, I was just watching it for him. Like I was like trying to pick <laughs> the points that he was going to find so incredulous that. Uh, you probably feel like he's it. doing in real time. He's doing one of those obnoxious YouTube videos that go everything wrong with this movie in three minutes. You know, yeah, like right. and they go like ding, ding, <laughs> ding, ding, and I'm like, dude, I'm like you asshole. You know, like I'm like this person, like you know, a thousand people worked on this for five years, and you sit there on YouTube dinging like every yeah. perceived and they're perceived mistakes sometimes as well. You know, like they're not actual yeah. movie mistakes. Totally well, that's well, always the fascinating well. thing. Like I remember, like listening to Ridley Scott talk about, I'm doing it again, Glenn, Kingdom of Heaven. And one of my one of my um, kind of bugbears about that film is that at the start of the film, Liam Neeson has this like awesome posse of dudes, yeah, that uh, he kind of rides into battle with, mm. and they all get they get killed like within the first kind of you know the, their first five minutes of them being on screen, they all get killed, and you like it's so disappointing because you're like this could have been a great like you know group of dudes of, dirty of guys to yeah like a dirty dozen type thing to take through the end, and then I listen to the commentary and he's like. And really Scott's like, you know, I just really wanted to mess people up by killing all the really cool people right at the start so they didn't know what was going to happen in the rest of the film. Well, he's got you then, he, you know, see, see Ridley yeah. had a bit of a tantrum today when someone was like, oh, Last Duel's more realistic than those other two movies. And he went ballistic. <laughs> he's like, go away, go away. <laughs> well, but Adam, look, if I... Yeah, yeah, if on. I had to pick one other one other movie that that was kind of tight, I really like Coda. I really like that film that was on Apple. Um, I like if as human, I don't know, it just made me cry. And I watched it, I watched it like three times. So I know uh, June and Coda couldn't get any different, especially in I mean, <laughs> June's catering budget would have been nine times more than the whole <laughs> the whole Coda production. But that was another movie that I really really liked. Too. I don't, cool. don't want to be I don't want to be one of those assholes. But have you seen the the Bellia family, the French movie that it's 
a remake of? No, yeah, I, actually, someone did. Someone told me that it was, but I have. Is is it better? I look. I, I haven't. I haven't seen Coda, but uh, I okay. really like the Bellia family. I thought that was great. Okay. Uh, mainly well, because the the, the dad character looks a lot like me. I was like, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah, you needed you. You felt represented on screen. Yeah, that's right. It was the, fir the first time I was like, "There's a fat bald guy, <laughs> uh, weird looking bald guy." That's the dad. I'm like, "This is perfect." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, this is the third time I'm going to jump in and try and wrap this up. <laughs> uh, two things I want to say to you, Adam. Firstly, congratulations on pronouncing Dennis's surname. I don't think either of us have got it right yet. So, Dennis I've been working Vill on it. Villeneuve, whatever. Yeah, I've been rolling it in the shower. Jack yeah. Villeneuve. I've just been saying it like a thief. <laughs> <laughs> and <-Pierre> <laughs> secondly, um, secondly, I don't think many people know sort of how we operate um, with the show behind the scenes and I tee you guys up every week to present content for us and segments and uh, when it comes to Friday Roll Call you're always usually the first one off the rank with a, with a segment in so thank you for all of your hard work this year mate, truly appreciate it that's just my crippling anxiety coming out, you know, having to get there, you know I get the, I get the memo and I, I understand the assignment I try to understand the assignment <laughs> you're the polar opposite of Guillermo <laughs> <laughs> well mate have a good Christmas have a, an I awesome will. New Year's and I uh, can't wait to do it all again next year yeah I absolutely look forward to it you too as well and we're back to Christmas um, I guess you lads with Monster Fest happening have found it tricky to catch up on your regular Christmas movie binge would that be fair to say absolutely I think the only Christmas film I've watched during this this period and it was while we set up the Christmas tree was a new one was 8-Bit Christmas and that, that's the only thing I watched. Okay. Like, really it's Christmas related. It's really good. It's definitely worth checking out. I loved it. Yeah. i got a feeling Glenn's going to love it. I'm pretty sure Ben certainly didn't enjoy it. No, I, I liked oh, it. Did, I didn't... Uh, I wasn't a, as big a fan of the kid as I wanted... Uh, uh, of, sorry, of yeah. Neil Patrick Harris when he was younger. Yeah, the kid's as I wanted to be. super presence, which is a bit... Like, he's, he does a yeah. great job, but he doesn't have, like, a super screen presence. He's okay. not like yeah. the next Macaulay Culkin. Well, I didn't yeah. really tee you guys up for this one. You haven't been prepped I've for got, it. But I've let's got just, movies. Let's just talk about Christmas movies in general. What are some favourite festive flicks if you maybe want to bring back a... An, yes, a Christmas-adjacent film. Yeah, <laughs> if that's what you want to call it. I do. I, I've got one that I want to talk about, which I actually watched a couple months ago. I was convinced I hadn't seen this film. I didn't realise it was set at Christmas. 15 minutes in, I realised, yes, I had seen it, but I was that into it that I just carried through. And, of course, it's set on Christmas Eve and it flows into Christmas. It's The Ice Harvest. Directed by Harold Ramis from yep. 2005, John Cusack, Billy Bob Thornton, um, so many. Am I mistaken, so or did the Boneheads mention that last Christmas when we did the Christmas show? They could very well. I think have. they may have. Yeah. Who's the woman? Who's the? Is it Connie Nielsen? Yes, it is Connie Nielsen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a great cast. Um, also Oliver Platt. Who, yeah, know, I love Oliver Platt. You can never mention Oliver Platt enough. But yeah, the premise of of the Ice Harvest is that John Cusack character is like a shady lawyer, mm. and he's working out some money for the mob, and he figures that he can shift some funds and run off with the mob's money, and he gets his friend Billy Bob Thornton involved, who's like he owns a strip club in it from memory. Anyway, it turns into a big double cross between like everyone, and it's just it, and it, it, it gets pretty dark and violent. Yeah, it's yeah. great, and I don't know. In terms of how Ramus, like, I think it might have been one of the last yeah, films definitely he did, is. which yeah. is really tragic. And it year One a... would be the other one. Oh, and I liked Year One. I thought Year One was a lot of fun. <laughs> year One's great. You know, Michael Cera and, uh, you know, Jack, Jack Black. Black doing their thing. And David Cross pops out. That was I've great. got multiple copies of it on Blu-ray, and they're different 
like the spine's different. So uh, I'm like, I haven't been able to decide which one what? to keep. What's <laughs> interesting because yeah. that came along, year one came along at the same time as Adam Rifkin made the National Lampoon's Homo Erectus, oh, yes. which is basically the same movie. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, right. which was good too. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, The Ice Harvest, if you haven't seen it, it makes for some pretty good Christmas yeah. viewing. If you like a dark, the yeah. Coen Brothers esque. Anyone else got any Christmas movies they're going to watch or they, you know, do like watching? Are you going to say something? No, no, no. It's like scanners. They're looking at each other and someone's head's going to explode. I really love... um, Is it Klaus? It's an animated film. Well, Jarrett, that's how you pronounce it. It is. Santa Klaus Kinski. (laughs) (laughs) I know the one you mean. It's a Netflix Netflix animated film. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Is it? I might have to watch it because it's always on my little Netflix. You better watch 8-Bit Christmas before you watch that one, buddy. Oh, God. Okay, well. <laughs> I've been telling him, watch it for weeks. I've got to wait for Christmas. Why do I always go to um, Trapped in Paradise? That's one oh, I yeah, yeah. always yep. return to. But um, I'm what thinking, cast? this year though, I'm thinking I'm going for the comedies. I like the office Christmas party, night before, that kind yes. of thing. Yes. We haven't got one this year, I don't think. You know, every year they do like a new kind of, you know, yeah. dumbass sort of yeah. stoner style comedy or whatever. It's true, yeah. Party kind of movie. Yeah. I don't. I think there is one this year. Bad Mums 2 was another one. Oh, it was horrible. You didn't like that? I enjoyed it. I hated that. the first one. I couldn't get through 20 minutes of the second one. Even though it was Christmas themed, I tried, but I just couldn't do it. Yeah, no, I, I didn't mind them, I guess. Go is a Christmas movie. I love Go. Go, Go is, is a Christmas fantastic. movie. What a soundtrack, too. Amazing soundtrack. Was it Fire Up the Shoe Whore or something like that? The, the song? The um, Shoe Saw? No, it's a great I remember track. Lens Steal My Sunshine and No Doubt's yeah. new soundtrack. Yeah. Mm. I think the, the very first episode of Good Movie Monday, I think I used the song from the Go soundtrack. Right. Yeah, Great love it, love it, love it. Uh, any others before we move on? Yes, uh, Less Than Zero from 1987. Bam. It is such... And you'd love this one because Glenn is a fan of like the Coming Home movie. I do know? love that one, I've seen and it. Yeah. This, yeah, and that is just like this perfect film. Andrew McCarthy comes home for Christmas from college, finds out pretty much all his friends are drug addicts or fuck-ups. Robert Downey Jr.'s like... Given head for drugs. James yep. Spader's a typical 80s prick. Fucking love it. And Jamie Gertz is beautiful. And it's just, it's a super depressing movie, obviously based on a Brett Easton and Alice book. He hated it, as I understood the yeah, actual yeah. adaptation, but I really like it. It's, it's, it is a bit anti-Christmas because it's super depressing, but I always find myself gravitating toward it around this time of year. And speaking of homecoming, is Beautiful Girls Thanksgiving or Christmas? I can't oh, remember. Oh, that's a good question. I've got it sitting there on DVD. I haven't seen it for years. What a movie. Yeah. All-star cast incredible. in that as well. And Nellie Portman, you know, I remember having a massive crush on her yeah. growing up. She's incredible. So she's dramatically underage in that film. Yeah, yeah but that's the whole thing. a year older than me. Ah, so, <laughs> so, so, so it's all good. good. Like, <laughs> we grew up together. <laughs> is that like, that's like the... Um, the Groucho Marx joke about uh, Lolita. Like, it's like, I haven't read Lolita yet. I'll wait, I'll wait a couple of years until she's legal. <laughs> before he, <laughs> That's great. Do you know, very few people, we mentioned mm. Licorice Pizza before, very mm. few people have picked up on that factor with the film. If the genders had been reversed, nobody would be talking favourably about that film. No, you're right. You've right? yeah, got a, a, a grown woman in her 20s, you know, yeah. falling yeah. for a 14-year-old. Yeah, totally. Yeah. totally. Still a good movie. Oh. It's, and, and it's a movie. It's an adolescent fantasy, too. You, know? <laughs> you yeah. can do what you want a movie, in a movie, yes. and I don't care because yep. it's a movie. Yeah. Oh, dear me. Ben, what about you? Uh, well, I like, I really, I keep thinking about uh, Bad Santa mm. as uh, one of my favourite Christmas movies, especially because of all of the Bernie Mac stuff yeah. and the Lauren Graham. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Lauren Graham bits, which, which are great. And of course, fuck me, Santa. Santa, yeah. <laughs> and all of the stuff with the, in the big and tall. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Thought you were going to stick to the big and tall. <laughs> and that, the kid, but the kid is the... Yeah. Yes. Just Shit the, happens so when you party good. naked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> T-shirt. It's like, how do you get to... like yeah. As a performance, like how do you play that dumb? Mm, I like, I don't really. know how you... like. 
you know. <laughs> and that kid was in Unaccompanied Minors. Yeah, he was. He too, was, yeah. yeah. That's right, yeah. That's such a and good And so one. this is all a lead in to get to Bad Santa, yeah? The Bad Santa. <laughs> the bad, no, I, I still I, haven't I seen. haven't really soft spot for, like, it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah. It's not Bad Santa, but it's it's a pretty good It's sequel. an appendage. It's yeah, like right. an add-on yeah, movie, yeah, absolutely. for sure. Absolutely. It's the Caddyshack 2. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is, it like, is it Anchorman 2? No, God, no. The, no, no. No, Anchorman 2 deserves its own spot in hell right next to <laughs> Zoolander 2 and... Not and that Dumb and Dumber prequel, Dumb and Dumber. I'm no, still no. waiting for. Oh no, I like that Dumb and Dumber prequel. I hated the prequel. I like the sequel, but I, I hate haven't the seen the sequel. I didn't the prequel. I'm still waiting for a very shaky Christmas. That'll be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Down for that. <laughs> as long as they get Chevy Chase back and, and you Rand- do it, and Randy do it Quaid. Now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but no. Chevy Chase should just play the Brian Doyle Murray character or or Judge <laughs> Smales. Like he should play another character in yeah. it, not not Ty. No, my God, he couldn't because he's not. Ty yeah. Webb? Yeah. Ty Webb, yeah. yeah. No, no, I was no, going to no, say no. Ty West, and I'm like, that's not, not to be that's confused with Ty West. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi there, it's Clayton Jacobson here, just wanting to wish everyone at uh, Good Movie Monday and all those listening a really, really hairy Christmas. Uh, uh, Merry Christmas. Sorry, I, I said hairy because God knows uh, with these lockdowns, uh, there's, there's, there's more than enough hair to go around for everyone. And, um, I, you know... I'm hoping, uh, at very least, uh, I might be able to, as a present, and I'm just putting it out there, that maybe someone might give me a voucher to uh, get a haircut, uh, a back shave, and I won't go into more detail than that, but, you know, even underneath my feet are starting to be hairy. But, look, have a great Christmas, and uh, here's to a terrific new year. That's it, people. We're at the end of the show. Oh, my God, that's the end of the year. Wow. That's a wrap. That happened fast. That's a wrap. It's a Christmas wrap. <laughs> <laughs> but we're um we're going to be back to do all over again. That's for sure. Bigger and better than ever next year, Ben. We're going to be returning on seventh of March. Are you ready? I am now because <laughs> it's the first time you've told me that date. I read it on the internet. Yeah, well that's bullshit because <laughs> I put it out there. <laughs> I saw it on the internet. I'm like that's seven days before my wedding anniversary. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember that. <laughs> I don't remember any of the. Uh, I don't know if, yeah, oh, I, I'm pretty sure there was a post on social media and Simon Mondo was the first to row out. Cry. Oh, yeah, he was upset because he's like, what are going to do for three months? He's going to do for three months. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. But then I completely forgot that your favourite film of the year was Wrath of Man. Yeah, <laughs> and it was released this year. And, you, and then we all saw it. No, but like, I forgot uh, it the minute you t- finished talking about it and oh. I was like, oh, what was Jarrett's one again? <laughs> like, that's how bad my memory has yeah. gotten. I'm just like, I can't remember. But he can recall that movie he watched 20 minutes of. Like, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got a good memory for certain things. That's but right, damn it. yeah. And, um, you know, certain positions in a bedroom. Yeah, absolutely. You know? <laughs> like the, the, the Ditto one. We'll rename it Ditto. Patrick ditto. Swayze, Demi Moore. <laughs> ditto. <laughs> but, yes, yeah, so we're going to take a little bit of a break because we need to re- fresh but we will be back bigger and better than ever uh and over the next couple of months we will be dropping some midweek videos just to keep the cogs lubed (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) so you can look forward to those videos Um, i look forward to more singing on tiktok plus (laughs) chloe and i will return with up late in february february 2nd to be exact um i I reckon despite all of the challenges that the lockdowns and restrictions have uh, given us this year it's been a great year for the show because we've been able to connect even stronger with people because they're all home and can watch us (laughs) (laughs) so thank you to everybody for listening to making us part of your weekly routine and to that ben um the show is pretty much non-existent without you mate so thank you for another another run you're more than welcome for the nothing that I bring to the, <laughs> well, the nothing wait. that I bring to the show. You I do all the work. To, I can't wait to do everything again next yeah. year. <laughs> <laughs>
And so the same to you too, Jarrett. Always hitting the deadline without fail. We we just hit you up every, every week. <laughs> <Maybe Yeah. six. laughs> but always, always before one one <laughs> other individual that will go nameless. Incredible work as always. Very grateful to have you as part of our podcasting journey. So it's been almost eight years for you and I now. I know. And Sam, it's been awesome having you on board. Um, you've Thank brought you. a fresh uh, new attitude and perspective to the show. So thank you for being part of it. And same to all the listeners, you know who you are. Um, we also have to do a round of applause to the team. Uh, what do we call them? We called them the Good Movie Monday players. <laughs> <laughs> They're not quite ready for prime time. That's it. Guillermo, <laughs> Chloe, Adam, Joe, Chad and James, and of course, Tia. So um, it's a great team and it uh, makes a difference to our show having them all on. And you know, some people you haven't heard from in a while or heard me thank for a while are the supporters that we've had. Stack Magazine, Eagle Entertainment, Umbrella Entertainment, Monster Pictures, Four Pillars, Gin, Luna Drive-In and the Palace Cinemas. They've all supported us over the year with various giveaways and prizes. And to all of you, wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holiday Season. Have a fucking amazing New Year. And uh, here's a Christmas song to, uh, to send you off in a very fitting way. It's called Christmas in Hollywood. Um, a fitting tribute uh, from Hollywood Undead. This is a doozy. See ya. It's Christmas in Hollywood. Santa's back up in the hood. So meet me under the mistletoe. Let's fuck. It's Hanukkah in Inglewood. The dreidel's spinning in the hood. So meet me by the menorah. Let's get drunk.
Strike Center.